With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's a hell of a day. We got a lot going on. We're getting right to it live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Rob, aren't you on a Fox Sports Radio show that goes from 5 to 8 Pacific time? Uh, not today. On Saturdays? <laughs> Did, I mean, what, like, this is almost like, uh, I, I don't know, did they call you up to the big leagues for a spot start? Oh, like, what? look at that. Up oh, to the big leagues. No, what, wow. what happened? Like, who's on your show later today? I, I don't know. You That's don't know. a good question. <laughs> oh, Oh, it's Ephraim, Ephraim Salam. Salam. And, and is it, okay, so is Brian No? Brian Noe's getting, getting married. married today. Yes, I talked right. to Brian No yesterday. All Congratulations, right. Mazel Tov. yes. To him and Christina, and I'm very happy. So, you know, it was like. Perfect. Yeah, they were it like. It was perfect. You know, why don't you work with uh, Mark Willard and work a little earlier instead? And I was like, I'm game. Let's Done. do it. Okay, perfect. So let me ask you a question then. Um, have you ever owned a house? Yes. What was the first house you owned? First, right? the, what, how old were you? Where was it? It was in uh, Southfield, Michigan. Okay, Southfield, and you were how old? Like, uh, in my forties. Twelve, thirteen. No, oh, no, okay. no. Because I, I, I owned like co-ops, townhouses. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. leading up to that, sure. that was the first house. Well, okay. So even that though, you had already owned property before that, right? My first mortgage, I was 23 years old. Okay, and when you bought it, were you like, cool, I'm set now with a house for the rest of my life? Uh, no. No. So, in other words, you made a major financial purchase. However, you immediately knew the second you bought it, well, this isn't the this isn't the end. This isn't the end all be all. We're no, gonna, I was too young. I was like, this is just me starting out. We're going to do this again, in other words, at some point, if not over and over and over and over again. And so that was my reaction yesterday when I saw the Browns acquire Tyrod Taylor. 
Now, what I saw on social media was a lot of people saying, well, there you go. The Browns are taking Saquon Barkley, number one overall, and that's their offense. Here we go. Got Taylor at the quarterback, Barkley right behind him, receiving core set, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. Got the uh, the Hall of Fame tackle if he chooses to come back in Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, who's uh, tried out for some TV jobs. That's right. You got Njoku, the tight end that they got last year in the draft. Uh, let's uh, mish it all up into one pot, stir it up, and we're ready to go. And I'm thinking, no. No, this team is still drafting Sam Darnold number one overall. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I could understand what they're doing, which is not just going and grabbing a quarterback out of college and throwing him to the Wolves in an organization that has just hasn't been able to get it right for a long time. So go get your quarterback who's had some success, let him play, and let Darnold take his time and work his way in. Uh, Is that what you saw? Absolutely. 877-99 on Fox on what you think the Browns ought to do now uh, up at the top of the draft based on what they've done. But there's a few things to say about this team. Like, first off, Taylor's got one more year on his contract. But look back at what teams always do in this position. When the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz, why was it such a surprise? I know, because they had just gone and gotten a quarterback. They had just either, what was it, they had either re-signed Bradford or whatever the case may have been. Right, they had a guy in place. They had a guy in place. Everybody who gets a quarterback um, is going to ideally have somebody else to kind of either pull him along, challenge him, Whatever the case may be, look what Kansas City did last year. And this was John Dorsey's last team. He wasn't there anymore to draft Patrick Mahomes, but he was the guy that brought in Alex Smith. The Chiefs traded up, got a quarterback early in the first they round. They didn't do that for no reason. Right, they already right. had Alex Smith. Right. So, I, to me, the Browns are absolutely still quarterback shopping. And, oh, by the way, here's the other side to it. The idea of taking Saquon Barkley with a top-five pick is bananas to me bananas to me just because of the history of where we are with running backs and you can get running back so who was a kareem hunt that the chiefs third got? round third round camara third would you, round would you say that was good value obviously right i mean people will say look at ezekiel elliott he was really good i don't know was he He missed half of a season last year no but he i, I would say he was that, he was that, good he was yes really, but and, he, and his first year really Help Dak Prescott and open that team up. That's why they were so good. No doubt. But no, right. but it is chicken of the egg. I'll also say Elliott was so good because he has a, a top-rate offensive line. There's no doubt about in, it. In, in front of him. Um, but I, when you have a year like this, uh, Sony Michelle, Chubb, Rashad Penny, I could go on and on and on. Um, there are so many three-down backs available in this draft. There is then. That's why I would say I'm going to pass – on Barkley, not because I don't think Barkley's going to be a star. Maybe he will be. But there's no way I'm spending that kind of a pick. How many picks, Gavin, did we say that Cleveland has in the first three rounds? What did we say? They have six picks. I was going to say they got picks. plenty of picks to be able to grab a running back, a six, good one. Six picks in the top three rounds right. means that six times in <laughs> the first two days, they're going to have an opportunity to take a three-down back out of college. And, and – They'll get a good one. They they have enough picks to get a good one. They won't, you know what I mean. So I agree with you. I, I with that many picks and as bad as they've been, maybe they finally got it right and they're going to turn this around. 
football is not that hard. That's the one thing. When you see these organizations that are just so bad, it's it, it tells you it's a reflection of management, of the GM, ownership. It just isn't that – it shouldn't be that bad. I looked at John Dorsey's history. He's now the general manager at Cleveland. He was a uh, GM for the Chiefs for a four-year run uh, from uh, 2013 through 2016. I went back and I looked at the Chiefs' four drafts through 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. You know how many running backs he took in those four years, which is, you know, approximately seven to eight picks per year – so we're talking in the neighborhood of 30 picks. I'll say uh, two. Two is absolutely the correct Bingo. answer. Bingo. 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 That's very well done. How many of them in the first round? Zero. How many of them in the second round? Zero. Correct. None of them came. Don't, don't you know, NFL draft and me, you know, it goes hand in hand. Uh, All right, maybe not. Okay. So uh, they did one time take a player in the third round. That was Niall Davis. And one time took a running back in the fourth round. That was DeAnthony Thomas. That is four years of general managing for the Kansas City Chiefs, who, oh, by the way, during that time, uh, you know, they had Jamal Charles for part of that. So you can say, well, they already had that position filled. Uh, but that was Charles, part of the reason, right? Charles was oft injured, and everybody knows that, you know, you need multiple running backs. Twice in four years has this guy called a running back's name in any round. That's John Dorsey. So the idea that Saquon Barkley, and I read that there's a betting site that now has him as the favorite to be the number one overall pick, really? sign me up. I will bet against that. I don't think there's any way Barkley is off the board at number one. This is the part I don't understand about the NFL and running back. In the older old days, we're dating ourselves, running backs carried a lot, carried the ball a lot more. Speak for yourself. Man. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying. I don't remember anything before 2009. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. I'm, I'm talking about way back. I'm watching, talking about Barry Sanders watching this guy. <laughs> and now I look at it and shouldn't they be more, shouldn't they last longer because they don't, it's a throwing league and they don't run the ball as much? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Um. I completely understand what I don't you're get saying. It. I mean, you know, some teams are still doing the three down back thing. But not right? many. It's not. It's I know not... that right now it's popular to say, oh, it's, you don't need one because the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl and both of them have a committee. But let's look around at some of the other teams that also were right there in the playoffs who do use a three down back. The Steelers certainly did. Right. Um, the Jags, for the most part, did. They had a fantastic season, but they got a, a big number the, one back. Yeah, the, the Rams. Net, the Rams right. did. The Ram, Rams had a fantastic right. season. Todd Gurley was almost the MVP. They had a great year. So you could do it either way. But, you, but I'm just saying, it, it seemed like running back should last longer because you're not. It's not you're not the grind that it used to be. More, it was more like a running league, and then you would pass when there were opportunities or when you had to. Not that you didn't pass at all, but but just different. It just seems different. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, some guys do last longer. Some of them flame out. I think sometimes guys get knocked out and they're done in football, even though they're not actually done. But because of their their age, that's next to them. It's almost like uh, do a speed dating thing, right? You meet a, a woman, and you know, let's say you're you're 35 and. She's 50, and you're like, oh, I just can't even. But you, but you, you really like her. But oh, I'm sorry, like I just can't wrap my head around that number. I think GMs do that sometimes with running backs. Guy's not showing a sign of show, of slowing down, but he's like, oh, he's 29, right? He's 30. I can't wrap my head around that number. Um, and there is evidence to suggest that those guys uh, will fall off. But look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady just won an MVP at age 40. So 
I mean, each by default, but no. it doesn't matter. Well, I'm, I'm so, you know what? My bad. <laughs> My bad. I couldn't help it. For bringing up the Patriots. I couldn't help it. In the opening block with Rob Parker. Sorry. Because the entire nation knows what a rabbit hole that is. No, I don't. To, to hold your hand and take you to a Patriots discussion. We're not going there today. All right. Um, no well, Patriots. No, we might. No, I don't want. They're not off limits. But, um, all right. 877 on Fox. Are you ready to buy the Browns? Uh, buy them? I'm not buying them. Playoffs? No. Playoffs? Not, no. Uh, I, I go playoffs. Three years or less. Three years or yeah, less. But that's three years or less. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. You telling me I'll make the playoffs next Between year? Between 2018, 2019, and 2020, they're in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, they I can't, can, listen, I, listen, they're going to hand this thing over to Sam Darnold. You got to give him a second to to become good. Yeah, but he might be Tim Tebow. He might be. I'm he, just saying. He might be Carson Wentz, and, and, in then, year, and in year two he pops. And then Tim Tebow actually has a playoff win under his belt, right? Yes, so here I yes. am ripping Tim Tebow. Yes, he doesn't know. You know why you like Tebow now? Why is that? Because he's a baseball player. No, now. no. Yeah, you so have excited. you have a thing. No, I don't. No, you do because you do. because just I admit it. You I should own who you are. I don't get. That's what being your. What are you now? Sixty four. What old are you? I don't remember. No. Once you get past fifty, hell, once you get past forty, that's what that's what being this age is all about. The cool part is you got less hair and it's the wrong color, but you know who my you hair are. is still the same yeah, color, well, uh, and my hair is still no, good. No, there's not that much of it though. It's just cut down. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's still there. It well, grows but, back right, after if you grew it. You'd see how gray it was. Uh, it, it grows it back. It's really thin after a whole, after a yeah. haircut. All that's right, a good part. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, and we do have our crew. We got Nick. Gavin, our producer, Nick the board up. Nick is wearing a um, a Mario hoodie today. Um, is that it? Yeah, Mario Brothers uh, hoodie, which is uh, probably the biggest fashion statement I've ever seen get yes. made in this room. So that's fantastic. That it's a throwback. Means, yeah, it's a throwback. And of course, David Gascon on the update. Gascon but, is here. But did you get that at like the uh, like at a? Um, uh, did you buy it new, or is that oh, like found from it a- in his mom's storage? Unit. Oh yeah, this is old. Old, but you bought it new. It wasn't like from a thrift shop. You ever shop. done that where you like go yeah. you go into storage and you're looking for something and you don't find it, but you come out with six other gems? Oh, it's all you're kinds. Like, of oh my stuff. gosh, exactly. look at this! Yeah, that's what that was. But right I'm there. in a different place now. I, I get rid of stuff. I'm I don't hold on to stuff oh, anymore. I'm gosh. one of those guys. If I were single like you, I would do the same thing. Would you? I've moved twice in the last two and a half years. I would literally have one pair of underwear and if a shirt. You could, right? If if it were just me. But everybody else in the house, like, you know how the kids are. Right, they got one, everything. Oh. One toy out that they haven't used in two years. You're oh, like, this no, is I can't get rid oh, of it. Oh, right. Dad, no. Oh, gosh, it's a, it's a mess. All right. Eric Horn, who covers the Thunder for the Oklahoman, is about 15 minutes away. You like stats? You're a baseball guy. You like stats? I like stats, but I like I, I like good players who play hard every night, okay, too. I, I loathe stats. Unless they really pop. They well, better really tell a story. And boy, do I got one for you. That's next. Take that for data. Blasphemy to speak over this, but I have no choice. It's a radio show. Mark Willard, Rob Parker, glad you're with us. Hope your Saturday's fantastic. you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. Whole new way to crave wings. And with all the tastes and half the calories, you eat twice as many. Hooters. We're going to get to your calls here in just a second. I can't yeah. wait to try those, the smoke wings, because that's good for my diet. It you know, is? Rather than the can't fried wait. ones. Wings are good for your diet? Yes. Smoke. I've never heard someone be like, I'm on a diet. I need to go to Hooters. No, Hooters. Like that's, that was, that but was, if you eliminate the fries and all the other stuff. Hooters. No, it's the weekend. It's Saturday. It's, it's low carb. Yeah. It, if you the wanna, wings are low carb. They're low carb being smoked okay. rather than fried. Right. Yeah, that's all. I mean, they're not like lettuce. 
No, but still, you got to eat something, man. You I can't... make it. You make it sound like you're having like a big bowl of kale no, or something. No, no. Go to Hooters and get some wings. If I get, if I get it'd be ten like Popeye with spinach or something, ten smoked wings mm. and a nice salad, I'm good to go. And an iced tea, unsweetened sounds... iced tea with some Splenda. I mean, it sounds fantastic. That's where I'm at. I, I got nothing against it. That's where I'm at. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine Fox. We will get to your calls in a second. Don't look at this though. Um, look at this. I, so I said this to you last week. I, I think I said it every week. Um, so Paul George is a Laker. Like that, I mean, does everybody understand how dumb that is? Hashtag future Laker. Because everyone keeps going, well, wait a minute. Woody, calm. Woody. I'm, I'm waiting for someone, and maybe you can do this. Somebody give me one good reason why he would stay. I, but I don't know if it's just that it, if, if those are his only two options. Well, no, they're not. That's what I'm saying. But if you're going to leave, why yeah, wouldn't but, he go to the he, Lakers? But he I might mean, look at the Lakers and say, that's not really where I want to be a yeah, part but, of that. But, but we already know, I'm just that, saying, we I know, already he, know that's I know he, not true. I know he wants to come yeah. home, but I'm just saying, somebody, all I'm saying, Mark, is someone could offer a better situation okay. where he could say, this is really more, con- I would love to play at home. I've talked to a lot of people who've played at home who say it's not cracked up what it's, you know, what people think it is. Sometimes there's so much other stuff going on. I've heard a lot of players say it's not always the best thing to to, to, to play at home. Okay, so so I'll, I'm just saying I will grant you that there's I'll a chance that. that somebody could come up. But but specifically speaking about the Thunder, explain to me why he would he would stay. Let me give you. It's cheap to live in Oklahoma City. Let me give you. They have good ribs in Oklahoma City. I'm pretty sure money's not an object. But you don't have to worry about that, no, buying a place so. to live. By the way, if he really wants to live at home, he'd live in Palmdale. And uh, real estate is actually still pretty affordable if he wants to commute. But anyway, this is the stat to end the stats. All of the, my gosh, it's been a darn year and a half of Russell Westbrook, this, that, the other. He averaged a triple-double. Give him the MVP. He is the stat stuffer, okay? Here's the stat. The stat is this. This year, when Russell Westbrook attempts 18 or more shots in a game, 18 or more, which is right around the average Mm -hmm. for a leading scorer, somewhere between 15 to 20, you know, 22 shots a night. So 18 shots or more attempted. Their record is 22 and 25. However, when he attempts 17 or less, they're 15 and 2. So it is directly proportional to say that when Westbrook shoots less, they win. When he shoots more, they lose. And oh, by the way, if that's the stat, why are there so many more games where he shoots more? The whole thing last year was hey, I'm by myself. I'm angry. KD left. I'm averaging a triple-double. Cool, bro. Now you've got two future his, Hall of Fame teammates, and you're still— But Carmelo's not the same guy. Doesn't matter. He's still a guy. He's I'm a good player. He's not the same guy. This, my, this is my point, and I never—look, Russell's fantastic. The only reason I speak about this this way every single week is he's not what he's cracked up to be. What is he cracked he's, up to be? He's cracked up to be oh, the big O and Russ. And the end of the story. But the only thing is, this Mark, is I'm going to – This is a low IQ uh, basketball player with regard to being a one on a good team. I'll push back and just say last year, and I know you don't have the stats in front of you and I don't have the exact ones, when he did average a triple-double, they won. I mean, that, that was the one thing. It wasn't like he was putting up 
if you if someone can find it, Gavin. No, they did. They won. They, they won. When he had a triple double, they had a a, a, a much better a better record versus when he didn't have okay, a triple and, double. And, but he averaged a triple double, right. so he did it a lot. But I was just saying, my point was that it wasn't just he was getting triple doubles and they weren't winning. Then I could look there, at it. There, and, there were games. No, though, I'm not saying that they. There were games with a minute to go where he started doing things to create a triple double. But but I'm just saying, but but the the overriding was that they did win. It wasn't empty. I understand that. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but and I love the guy. I for whatever reason, I love the one thing I do love about him. I know what you're going to say. Right, and I'm just telling and you I because, agree with because you. of this NBA and these guys, he plays hard he every night. Plays his butt I just off. I just can't let go of that because I don't think a lot of guys who, do. Who I'm is not, it? Who are the stars you feel don't? I don't. I don't know if they just take nights off sometimes. Who? I don't know. Um, like, I don't watch Steph or KD or even LeBron. I know he has gone through the rest thing at times. There's never a time where I'm watching them play where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it just sort of looks like he's only half there. Yeah, but when, I'm not, when do you see this? I'm just, I, I just get a sense that he's more competitive. He's always after it. That's all. Maybe it just stands out more. Yeah, I think he maybe, just plays angrier. Maybe it just stands I think out more. He's just an angrier player. I just, I, I like that about him. Okay. That's all, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I, he's got the Kobe in him, right? And everybody yeah, a little loves bit that. that. Yeah. They love that. Because there aren't a lot of Kobe? guys like that. Well, not, that's just not what this league is about anymore. I know, but a lot of the other stars, what they do is that their, their record gets better when they shoot more or their team gets better when their team I think, acquires better players. Like, I, I think why people, on earth is their record getting worse when they acquire Paul George and Carmelo Because Anthony. I think that everybody thinks that more is always better, but it doesn't always if if you have three guys who kind of do the same, a lot of people are down on on Paul George. A lot of I've I've heard a lot of NBA people say he's, he's he, been he's been great. The but last I'm just saying he's I'm I'm just talking about what he was in the East playing there and being the guy in in, in Indiana compared to now. And I'm just I don't have the the numbers. I don't look at them like that, um, and I haven't seen enough games. But I'm just talking about and talking to NBA people and, and that I know, uh, and they just wonder about really is, is he a number one or what is he? I don't think he is a number yeah, one. Okay, but, but in when, Indiana when, he was a number one. When LeBron comes, right. he doesn't have to be a number not, one. LeBron's not coming to LA. LeBron's you coming know to what? LA. You got a better shot of Santa Claus relocating west what? than LeBron James coming to. What, why, coming would, to why would you say that? I, I just don't. I don't think he's this, coming. This, here. this, this feels very much more like you don't want him. No, to come here. I'm just giving yes, you. It no, is. it doesn't. So, what, what's your what evidence I'm, to say they get a better chance of Santa Claus coming when there is a source report that came out two been, days ago that said there's four teams on the list in the Lakers? Yeah, are one but, of they, them. but uh, Peter Vesey said a year ago that he's he was already uh, leaving Cleveland and coming to LA. That was a year ago. People right. people have been speculating the whole time. Nobody knows. But you're only speculating. No, but I'm telling you, I don't believe that he's coming out west. Why? Because LeBron James, if you watch Undisputed yesterday, LeBron James, I had his medical records, oh, and I checked it out, and, his, and he's, he's suffering from an acute case oh, of Godestack. <laughs> you're a mess. Make up. Make, wait, wait, I can't remember what it was. Wait a minute. Exactly. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, wait a the minute. The universe is stepping in and tripping up your brain because what no. you're about to say is wackadoodle. That's why. No, no, no. He's, you know he's allergic to uh, competition, so he's not coming out west. Jeez, west will, will not be the place he wants to be. I'm telling uh, you. 
All right. And and let me just start the Westbrook thing from last year. Yeah, 33 and 9. And nine. That, that, I mean, those are those are, those are really good numbers. Yeah, they are. Those Why are, are you not, ignoring these? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, but those weren't padding Losing stats. record when he That's shoots all, 18 not, times or more. Not ignoring it. I'm Losing just saying, record. last year was one of those. That's why he won the MVP. All right. Eric Horn on the Thunder joins us in a minute. We'll get back to your calls. Mark and Rob, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get Gascon in here. Very nerve-wracking day for David Gascon. San Diego State Aztecs playing for a trip to the dance in about an hour and a half. Fingernails will not be attached to hand anymore. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I, I think the nerve-wracking part is when you two guys get together. That is nerve-wracking. The angry professors. You never know. You, you know it. That's right. It's... Cal Poly versus USC. Who wins that battle? Oh, come on. This is a layup. What are we talking about? It's not a football game. This oh, is I'm academia. Sorry. Academia? Academia. Oh, I thought yeah, we were man. talking about the scenery and the aesthetics. Oh. Well, that's I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's that's a uh, one seed versus two seed that's stuff not, right there. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Right. That's yeah, Central Coast the weather is warm in both places. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, college basketball today. A couple of notes off the court. First, Georgia has fired their head coach Mark Fox after nine seasons with them, and Kevin Ollie was terminated by UConn with cause. That what? happened today as well. Meanwhile, everything that's going on in the hardwood court today. Arkansas, Tennessee going at it right now. Tennessee leading by 19 points. It's 48 to 29. Houston and Wichita State going back and forth. Right now, the Cougars lead this thing by 8, 37 to 29. Davidson leads St. Bonaventure by 6, 37 31. Earlier on today, had a couple of the top ranked teams move along. Cincinnati was down 13. They beat Memphis 70 to 60. 25th ranked Rhode Island beat St. Joe's. And Alabama, they got hammered by Kentucky, 86-63. to And also, there's a little golf today. Anyways, back to you guys. Oh, that was mean. Tiger Woods what? was in what? the lead. Stop. Mark, I, Wait, what do you, 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 now, you, do not blow off. Do not blow off Tiger Woods. He's good. He's Although, all right, does this go in? Two, no. Ooh. Wow. All right, that was amazing. So Tiger back-to-back birdies, and Tiger puts another jolt of electricity there you go. to the Copperhead course. That was courtesy of NBC. Although TV. he's in the process of making a bogey right now. He's only going to fall to second place, though. Corey Connors, nine under. Tiger, seven under. Tied with three others for second place. This is gripping, and I don't want to hear anything less. Okay? I'd rather you guys go fight. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Gascon. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Let's get Eric Horn in on this conversation. He is the Thunder beat writer for the Oklahoman. So knows a thing or two about what's going on in this situation. And we were just talking about it, Eric. Um, You know, everyone wants to know, what's Paul George going to do? Would he leave? I kind of look at it a different way, specifically watching Oklahoma City struggle to even make the playoffs right now like what give me one good reason why he would stay why why would he stay in Oklahoma City based on his options well I don't think his chances to to win a championship are going to be necessarily any better with say the Lakers as opposed to staying with Oklahoma City I mean I think that's one reason uh granted there's still the possibility that LeBron James could go to L.A. Um, but I think the Lakers are, have a good young core, but the Thunder has shown that they've proven that they can get guys, you know, they can get guys around Russell Westbrook. Uh, they can make trades. Um, they, they orchestrated the Carmelo Anthony trade. 
uh, whether or not you think that's a that's a that's a great move in terms of uh, convincing a guy to stick around. It was still a move that they orchestrated that nobody thought they could. That they have a habit of being able to materialize moves out of nothing. They did so for Paul George, and you know Russell Westbrook, for all of his faults, is a really really outstanding player. And uh, you know Paul George is the likelihood that he might not be playing with anybody as good as Russell Westbrook if he's to go to the Lakers or the Clippers or anybody on the West Coast and. No matter what team he goes to, he's still going to have to go through uh, Houston or Golden State. So unless he goes through any of those two teams, uh, he's still going to have a tough path in the Western Conference. I, I don't know why guys aren't looking to go east, frankly. Uh, if, I, if I totally agree with you. Hey, if you're Paul George, what about, I don't know, joining Philadelphia with those young guys? I mean, that, that would be a good look. Yeah. No, no I mean, uh, and, I, and I don't think that those are those are teams that you can rule out. Um I think that there are going to be some things that open up when it gets closer to free agency that we're going to start hearing about that aren't just the L.A. Lakers. You know, maybe Philly, uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Miami makes it to where they can navigate some of their uh, their cap space and, and they can they can trade some guys off to where they can become a, a player for free agents. So I don't think it's all set in stone that Paul George is necessarily down to. Uh, an L.A. or an Oklahoma City situation. What What about Russell West, Russell Westbrook? And just I, I think people thought, oh, they got three guys, they're going to be great, this and that. And I, it, you, you're there every day. Was it a struggle? A little bit difficult uh, to to pull back. I, I know he tried to do it early on and and get everybody involved. Is it more about trying to play with three guys? Who all want the basketball, or was it maybe Carmelo just wasn't up to par on his end? What what were the issues here that they didn't click the way that some people thought they would? Well, I, well, I thought that I thought there was some arrogance there. Uh, we we continue to hear from these guys, all three of them, the entire you know first chunk of the season where they started eight and twelve. Uh, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. We we heard that from the coach. You know, we've heard that from people internally. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for these guys to gel. And they kept saying it and saying it until all of a sudden they were in this position where it didn't seem like there was much urgency as to this thing clicking. And and I think that falls on, that falls on everyone. It's not a Russell Westbrook problem necessarily. I think that that that's a lot of guys who I, I don't think are used to this situation. Uh, just, just assuming that it's just going to mesh together quickly and easily. I think Russell Westbrook made sacrifices. I think Melo did. And I think Paul George did. But I don't think that they approached each game with the type of intensity and mentality that you need to uh, when you're in the situation you are. I think we severely underestimated how good Houston was going to be. I think the uh, the Western Conference severely underestimated uh, how complete Portland was going to be. And I think that it's come back and it's bitten uh, the Thunder and a lot of teams in the butt because you know, the Thunder's 0-3 against Portland this year. They haven't shown the urgency against that team. They haven't shown the urgency against Denver and New Orleans. So now you've got a team that's all of a sudden chasing as, a, as opposed to being in a position to host a, a home playoff season. Eric Horn, the Oklahoman, uh, joining us right now, Fox Sports Radio. Eric, what is a realistic way for this season to play out for Oklahoma City? It's like we're sitting here and say, oh, they're, they're in danger of missing the playoffs. They're also uh, within shouting distance of getting as high as the, you know, the three seed uh, in the West with how bunched up it is. So – what 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 do you think about their prospects and the way this is going to go? Well, you know, it, it's still realistic for them to probably get a four uh, or, or four through six. I think is realistic, and they and they 
it would be to their advantage to do that because if they get that seventh or eight, they're going to have to go through Golden State or Houston, and that's a first-round exit. Um, I don't think they're getting the three. Uh, they're, they're already 0-3 against Portland. Portland's playing better than them. Portland's a better team than them. Uh, they still have tiebreaker uh, possibilities against Denver and San Antonio, which, which is why tonight's game is so critical. Um, Minnesota already owns a tiebreaker against them, so Minnesota's going to have to fall off and lose some games. So basically, you know, they've got to take care of business against um, they got to take care of business against Denver, San Antonio, and then uh, hope that some of these other teams lose some games. And they get, they basically just got to look internally and just play better on offense and defense and, and hope that they can get that four through six because I think shooting for three at this point, I think they're maybe like two and a half to three games out of the three seed. I think that's lofty. They just need to focus in internally and try and get away from the seven or the eight. What, what's the feel by the fans down there? Are they uh... – mostly disappointed on and what's happened this year, even though they're going to the playoffs and 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 whatnot and they got stars to watch every night. Is is it a different feel? Well well you said they're going to the playoffs. I, I don't think that's guaranteed. <laughs> like, all right, I so just I, 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 <laughs> All right. I, I think I, I think they'll make the playoffs. But go ahead. I, I got you. Yeah, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but um again, it, it kinda shows you uh kind of the disappointment and I think overall frustration by how this thing played out. Um, and, and again, it speaks to the kind of overconfidence and arrogance that's been carried on throughout this situation. You know, even when guys get injured, it, it, like, like an Andre Robertson, it shouldn't derail the season uh, the way it had uh, or the way it did when the Thunder lost Andre Robertson at the end of January. This team should be resilient enough to be able to recover from that and still play competent defense. This team's been a bottom five team in the league in defense uh, since Andre Robertson went out. Um, it's, a, it's a lack of accountability. It's lack of guys focusing in night to night to, to do the job and come together collectively to do what they need to do. And I think that, uh, you know, there's disappointment from, from the fan base and, and frankly, the organization too. They're disappointed as well. Eric Horn, Oklahoman on the Thunder. Great stuff. Thank you so much for spending some of your Saturday with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right. All right. There he goes, Eric Horn on the Thunderbeat for the Oklahoman. Uh, coming up next, we go to your calls at 877-99 on Fox. And guess what? Uh, Browns just made another trade. Did they really? Yes, they did. I'll tell you about it in a moment. All right, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Woo, okay. Tigers on the green in two. Par five. It's fun watching him again when he's contending, isn't it? Come on. Call me when he wins. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I'm a results well, guy. But – you, you know, when he wins, the tournament will already be over. Don't you want to experience it? Don't you want to no, have fun? Because no, after he wins, then just, I'll start paying attention again. Should we just again. tell you, like, when the, when the tournament is over, should we just tell you who won? Yeah, tell and me. just be like, okay, great. And then but I'll, you didn't get to watch any of the games. No, but then I'll watch the next one. I'll watch. if Once he wins, I'll No, I'm talking paying. about, like, the college basketball no, tournament. No, no, no. Should we just no. call you in April? No. Like, but, oh, by the way, but then, but they uh, didn't, they Kansas didn't, won. No, but they didn't fall off like Tiger has. I've lo- I, I used to watch. I used to watch. UCLA did. What? Will you not watch any of their games anymore? They're kind of like Tiger. Like, they used to be epic, and oh, okay. now they're not. not a, no, I don't watch their games. You don't? No. And so you won't watch them in the tournament? No, so I'll wait I'll All wait right. till they're good again. All right. Tell me when they're ready to that, go that, to the Final Four, and then I'll like, watch. It doesn't sound like any fun at all. Um, the, who who uh, says I have fun? <laughs> fair question. So, all right, the, uh, the AAA team for the New England Patriots, uh, also known as the Cleveland Browns, has made another trade with the New England Patriots. Cleveland! So this is four trades in a span of 24 hours. 
the Cleveland Browns are trading defensive tackle Danny Shelton to the Patriots. The Patriots also get the Browns' fifth-round pick this year. What do the Browns get in return? Uh, New England's third-round pick next year. So they trade this year's fifth-rounder and Danny Shelton to the Patriots. They get the uh, Patriots' third-rounder next year. So that's their fourth trade in two days. We were talking about them earlier. I am now officially a buyer of the Cleveland Browns. I still think they're going to draft Sam Darnold. I think you're going to have Darnold and Tyrod Taylor. I think you've got Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry. I think they're going to get a running back in the draft. I don't know if it'll be Barkley or one of the other many talented running backs. I think that Joe Thomas is going to come back. I think that uh, Dorsey is a real GM. I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire soon. Le'Veon Bell is going to talk his way off the Steelers. And I think within a couple of years, the Browns are going to be in the playoffs. You got it all mapped out. That's the way I think it's going to play out. I'll believe it when I see it. I know. Um, 877-99 on Fox. And people want to weigh in on this. James in Arizona, thanks for calling. What's up, James? No, nothing much. Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft. You draft him number one. You take Josh Allen from Wyoming number four. Sam Darnold doesn't want to play in Cleveland. He's made that known already. Josh Allen grew up in Wyoming and knows cold weather. James, you're confusing Sam Darnold with Josh Rosen, I'm pretty sure. Darnold has never said anything disparaging about playing in Cleveland. And by the way, publicly, Rosen hasn't either. Uh, There have been reports uh, that uh, but Josh both, Rosen, but Rosen cleaned it up and said that he, he never said that. He right. did, although I've also heard reports that part of the reason Rosen may not want to play in Cleveland is not about Cleveland. It's more about who's picking next. I think he wants to go to the number one market in the in the world. I think he wants to be a New York Giant. Uh, but Sam Darnold has never said anything other than I will go wherever. And oh, by the way, like now, if you're a quarterback and you're like, oh, so Josh Gordon's on one side and Jarvis Landry's on the other. I mean, take the Cleveland out of it. Take the Browns jersey out of it and just look at the, the, the personnel. Why wouldn't you want to play there? I agree, but I still think the Wyoming kid's a better suit for him. He's the tallest one in the draft. <laughs> so you just go by height and just draft based on six foot five and then start going down? That's how I draft. <laughs> All right, James. Good Thank job, you. James. All right, James. It's, it's so crazy that James isn't an NFL GM. No, he is. He, he is. There. He must be because he just said that uh, that's how he drafts. So I figured that, that he must well, work for an NFL team. By the way, the idea that Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft, I don't know who the best player in the draft is, and it doesn't matter. And it depends. Ask, ask 100 people, and you'll get 100 different answers. Here's what I know. I know there's more than one franchise-changing running back coming out this year. I couldn't tell you which two. I could tell you I could make a guess. I could be wrong. Running back is a position that has a lot to do with surroundings anyway. If you don't have a good quarterback and you don't have a good offensive line, it's you're, hard. you're not a good running back. Best example you ever want to look at is simply look at Todd Gurley versus last year versus the year before. Last year was almost MVP. The year before that, he couldn't get to 1,000 yards, couldn't get out of the backfield. Why? Different coach, different offensive line, couldn't play. And so the same is going to be true for Barkley and every other running back, by the way. Uh, but there's no I, – I just – it's nothing against Barkley, but there's no way. Number one overall, a running back? When's that, the last time that happened? It's been a long time. No way. No way I'm doing that. It's not It's not 
Kajana Carter, is it? No, it's been actually. I think it is, which I think was 1995. And by yeah, the way, can you look that up? Please? Last time Number... a running back was drafted what, number was it? one overall, was it Kajana Carter? I think Carter? it was Kajana Carter in 95. Oh, that's a good call. There. It was a very good call. I, 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 I was guessing. By the way, you know what was not a good call? What drafting Kajana Carter number one no. overall? See, that's get, the point. Did he get hurt on his first? I don't. Remember. I, I want to believe. I'm I'm serious, Mark. I think it's his first handoff from scrimmage. He was had it a knee, really? He had a knee injury. Oh, Gavin, look that up. Yeah, Kajana Carter in 1995. Did he get hurt yeah. on his first carry from scrimmage? Check okay, that out. Check I'm that you, out. It was, if it wasn't his first carry, yeah. it was in his first game. Tiger Woods just birdied. He is back into second place at eight under par. Four holes to go on the day. Uh, Tiger Woods very much in contention at the Valspar. Let's go to uh, Russ, who is uh, – I can't even tell where he is. You Oklahoma the City. Cursor oh, no. right yeah. over the city. Okay, he's in Pennsylvania. No, hey, I'm Russ. Kidding. Thanks for calling. Hey, man. What's going on, Russ? You don't get paid to do this, right? You don't get paid to do this. Which one of us? Both of you guys. Come on. Barkley is the number one. The guy is a beast. Now, let me tell you something. You tell me a fact that you stack eight in the box. Eight in the box, and he's going to run through. Hey, Russ. Russ, you're from Pennsylvania, so let me guess. Pennsylvania, you mean. Really close to Happy Valley, and if you want want us – to go get Barkley's game-by-game stats last year and challenge your statement that he runs through eight men in a box every time, we will. I don't have him in front of me. I know he ran for 35 yards against Rutgers. If you want to challenge us, we can. Yes, we do get, yes, we do get paid, Russ. You get this back in open space. There's no one that's going to catch well, You get any They're back in open people. space, they're going to run. They're running backs. They run 4 4 40s, Russ. We love, we That's love, a ridiculous thing. We statement. love your Penn State passion. Yeah, you know, dude, they discredited him. He should have been in the Heisman. There's no way that back or Stanford was better than Barkley. There's no way. I know they go by stacks. You get Barkley in that offensive line, and I guarantee you his stats will surpass. Which offensive line? Which offensive line? You mean in Cleveland? The line that the guy from Stanford had. We had a questionable line. And then we played old Penn State paterno football where you run on first and second down, you throw on third down. Oh, we, we got to – We should have been in the big show. Franklin and Moorhead did a disservice to Barkley. Russ, thanks for the call. Appreciate I heard, it. I heard all the buzzwords I needed no, to hear. No, Penn State. I, paterno. Well, paterno. Here, here's the next one. We. No, I – he, that was he, the one that really was. sold me. Hey, hey, let me give you this on Kajana Carter <laughs> real quick. Saquon Barkley's not the number one pick, but he is on your wall with the form of a fathead. Thanks, Russ. We said uh, Kajana Carter. Ready? Yeah. He was injured on his third carry, third in, a, carry. In, a, in a preseason game ever. Thir- wait, wait his a third carry. Where did Kajana Carter go to college? Hang on a second. Where did he go to college? Remind me. Gavin, will you look that up? Where did he go to college? I can't remember. Oh, that's oh, right. Look at you. Russ Stop is it. a big Kajana Carter fan, too. All right. Uh, we have got some major names who are playing for, let's just say, not major salaries. We'll explain all that coming up in just a second. Dave Softy Mailer, KJR in Seattle, is going to join us in about 15 minutes. Mark Willard, Rob Parker, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, geico.com. For a free rate quote. Look, it's really simple if you ask me. If you're a professional athlete, you cannot get into uh, employment and bargaining arguments with the bosses when the collective bargaining agreement is not up. 
and the CBA in baseball is not up. And so what do the players do this time? Oh, they threatened potentially to not show up to spring training. They started using big words like collusion. And what do we see now? We see big names, even Boris clients. This is going to be one we remember for a while. Two days ago, Mike Moustakis, who hit 38 home runs last year and has Scott Boris as his rep, signed for one year and five and a half million dollars. Six and a half, wasn't it? Six and a half guaranteed because there's a one million dollar buyout the okay. following year if they don't pick up year two option. Okay. So yeah, if you want to call it six and a half, go ahead. Six and a half guaranteed for right. one year. The guy was giving a given a qualifying offer by the Royals last year for seventeen and a half million. Turned it down. So he could go to free agency. What did he get instead? Eleven million dollars. Yeah, last but year. I don't blame him for for for. I don't blame uh, him. I, I don't. No, I don't blame him because he didn't know what was going on this off season with the market. I'm talking about for him the qualifying offer. I'm talking about sure. Uh, he expected to sign. 38 home runs is a is a really good year. Good player, and and he's a good player, and he thought he was going to get somebody wanted to to latch on. It's a very, very unusual thing with what's going on with some of these players. You talked about Jake Arrieta. Not, still unsigned. Still unsigned with three weeks away from opening day. Carlos Gonzalez was uh, about six months ago was offered a five-year extension, turned it down, just signed a right. one-year $8 million deal to go back to Colorado. Exactly. So, so these guys have to go back with their hat in their hands, you know, looking for just a deal to keep playing. And I, baseball's had a nice, uh, long – History after that '94 uh, disagree, you know, uh, dispute yep. where they had uh, 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 harmony with the owners and the players' union for a long time, right? With no interruptions, and they kind of worked through that. And now, all of a sudden, uh, we got issues, and and whether or not there's a smoking gun of collusion, it does reek of collusion. Really? Uh, yeah, it does to me. Wow. Yeah, because because there's too many good players who weren't signed, and I know that. Uh, J.D. Martinez finally got signed in Boston. He got money, and so did uh, Hosmer in San Hosmer Diego. In San Diego. What did he get? One, uh, eight 144. Years. He got a he got a big deal. Yep. Okay. So so that that's where you lose your case on collusion because yep. him and J.D. did get what you would consider market value, right? Would you agree? Yes. So so there's your that's what's going to keep okay the the collusion part of it. Won't work. That's right. right. Which right, means, it, yeah, it doesn't smack of no, collusion. Well, like collusion before, is, those, is, before those guys were signed, when all those guys were available, I, I could see where the union I, could say, hey, something's going on that didn't smell right. I could see the union saying collusion if there wasn't an obvious other reason, and unfortunately for them, there is. The problem in baseball, and the players are just going to have to eat this, and as you see, they are, by all accepting six, seven, eight million dollars for one year when they should be or could be a $15, $20 million a year player. The reason that they're going to have to eat this is because they signed that agreement. And that agreement sets up for arbitration in baseball, takes away a player's right to be a free agent all the way through all of his early and mid-20s when he's really attractive to a long-year deal. The problem in baseball is not collusion. It's that analytics and teams are finally getting smart enough to say, why should I have to pay you until you're 37 years old? I don't want to sign up to pay you until you're 37. And if you free agents, let's say Mike Trout came onto the market when he was 23 and was clearly a superstar. Well, then there's no problem with a 10-year deal. But the problem is Hosmer's and Mustakas of the world are coming onto the market when they're 28, 29, and 30. 
and they want their 10-year deal. And teams are like, no, have no, you seen I, I, Albert Pujols play? Yeah, but I I'm don't not... want to sign you to 10 years. So they're saying, no, it's not collusion. They're just being smart. Yeah, I don't have an issue with, with the 10-year deal. I, I just think that because uh, uh, I, don't, I don't have an issue with that. You know, you don't have to sign people for 10 years. I think that but that's that's what long. they're asking. Well, but I know because people were getting it. I mean, people were getting it. Right. So you do ask for it. You you saw A Rod sign two ten year deals, right, for half a billion dollars. You saw uh, other guys get uh, big time money. Uh, Miguel Cabrera got a ten year three hundred million dollars. Those and, deals were given right. out. There's and more Stan, than one. Stanton, and you might Stanton see it. Got one, you right. might see it next year with Harper and Machado. And I get that. But just right. because it's not happening doesn't mean it's collusion because what do we see after those deals? No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying, but before that, it's not, it's not collusion not to want to sign somebody for 10 years. But the guys who were on the beach without a deal, there were some unbelievable names in the free agent market. No and doubt. People weren't getting signed. That's what I'm talking there about. There still is. The idea that Jake Arrieta doesn't have a team is crazy. It's ridiculous. But, but let's go to their other complaint. Their other complaint is, well, there's too many teams that are not trying to win. And that's not right. Well, okay, whose fault is that? Is that the team's fault? I don't think there's any team in professional sports that is tanking just for fun. It's not about for they're, fun, they're, but, but if I'm a Florida, if I'm a Miami Marlins fan, yeah, you're upset. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I you, agree. You call me, same thing with the, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Call me when you're ready to compete. Well, and then the, I, and the Sixers are going to the playoffs. This no, no, year. no. But I'm just saying during that other eight, seven year stretch, yeah. when it was horrendous. Trust the process. Th- trust the process. I, it's okay. Okay. I'll trust the process for my television at home. I totally I, understand. I'm not you. buying any tickets. That's all I'm saying. I get it. However, if you are one of those fans and you want to be upset, don't be upset at the team. Be upset at the game. Because these teams are all doing that because, again, analytics are suggesting. That's the way in a small market to get better. And the Houston Astros just proved. They're not a small market. Houston is the fourth largest city in the United States. Stop with the small market. You know what that No, that means something different in baseball. You know that none of these are small markets. Okay, right. Miami's not either. It's a big city. Miami's a big city. I get it. None of them are small. I just hate hearing that. But relatively, okay, they're not Chicago, New York, L.A. They're not. And so. Uh, if that just worked, why wouldn't a general manager and an ownership say, okay, this is the way we're going to go about doing it? It is incumbent upon the sport. It is incumbent upon the sport to say, NBA, Adam Silver, same thing. You don't like what the Mavericks are doing? Well, then stop the process of if you're bad, you get a good draft pick. Simply stop it. Find a new way to do your draft. Or... Start penalties. No, because it, we do that in our fantasy league. It's worth you it's, finish in last place, you pay more money. Yeah, but it, but it's worked for a long time, and I understand what the draft is all about. This is my this is the reason I always talk about LeBron ruining the NBA. When I talk about it, I'm talking about competitive balance. It's not supposed to. If you were bad, like the Astros were, right? Mm, they were yep, bad, epically, and they got these they got these players that came through their system, and that's okay. Everybody, even when people rip on the Yankees when they had their dynasty. Right? We go over this all the time. Derek Jeter. Homegrown. Homegrown. Uh, Jorge Posada. Homegrown. Bernie Williams. Homegrown. Mariano Rivera. Homegrown. Andy Pettit. Homegrown. Uh, Jorge Posada. A-Rod. Roger Robin- Clemens. Roger Clemens! Oh, Thank sorry. you, Susan Waldman. But, but my <laughs> point is, those are the players you add to go along with the yes. homegrown. That's the way you're right. supposed to do it. The way the Warriors okay, did it. Okay, that's how, that's how you do it. Yeah, the team that you hate the most of all. I don't hate how the, they did it. Why do you think no? A bunch, no, of, it's a bunch not. of homegrown players, and they added one star. 
I am what? Not, I am not stopping. Not Stop. true? No, not Wait true. Wait a minute. Not true. So no. they didn't draft Raymond Green. Stop. They Stop. didn't draft don't, Steph don't, Curry. This is not to let the they Warriors off the They didn't draft Clay Thompson. What they did. They didn't? They helped ruin the NBA. That's why the NBA is in the state so that it is. they didn't draft those players. I didn't say that. Okay. All Glad I'm saying, you didn't say that. I didn't say that. All <laughs> I'm saying is don't put the Warriors in this. Okay. Of course. Because why would we give them credit for doing the exact same thing that you're crediting the Yankees for no, doing? No. It's totally right. different. Oh, yes. Yeah, completely different. It's, it's called totally going to a draft and picking good players. Um, all right, Dave, Softy, Mahler, KJR is coming up in a few. If you're Richard Sherman, I feel like you're the kind of guy, especially with the rumors, and you can buy them or sell them if you want, but that the locker room was a tough place to be for the last year or two and that Sherman got on Russell Wilson a lot and that maybe the defense and the offense weren't getting along. If you're Sherman... You're clearly a guy who is emotional. You're clearly a guy who remembers when somebody does you wrong. Don't you want to play the Seahawks twice a year? Yeah, I think that that's in there. But if you were also offered an opportunity, it just depends on where you are with your head, with your money, or you get an opportunity. Because ultimately, uh, Seattle is going in a different direction. He's not the only guy that that. You know what I mean? Right. And so the NFC West, in theory, uh, it's kind of interesting. The idea of joining one of the other teams, he is meeting with the 49ers today. Like, the NFC West just got easier, right? The the, the Seahawks appear to be going into some sort of modified rebuild. The Cardinals don't have a quarterback. Well, they've been, right, a long time going, and they had a nice run, and they won a Super Bowl, probably should have won two. Definitely. Right? And, And it didn't happen. So now you got these guys are older. Look at all the injuries this past year, right? A lot of guys are older. And and if at some point you got to move on, even giving up a player of uh, Sherman's caliber, right? At some point, all these guys get cut. We've we've been through this. We talk about right, it all the time. They're cutting like all of them. No, I know. No, Michael Bennett, Jeremy Lane, and Earl Thomas a, might be next. Right. It's just unbelievable yeah. uh, um, weeding out of people, but – I, I think that uh, Sherman is one of those guys who could say, hey, I want to get back at them, but look at the other things that are there because he's even meeting with the Lions next week. Yes, he is. Well, I thought that was a perfect – Which is weird. Like, kind of a perfect thing for you because did you see what he said uh, his priorities were? The first thing out of his mouth when someone said, what are your priorities when you're looking for a new team? He said, I want to go to a team with a great quarterback. I said, boy, i got to talk to Rob about the idea that he's meeting with the Lions. I don't think that he understands. Has he looked at the stats from uh, – Stat Patford. Stat Patford is it? Well, I think he still thinks his name is Matt Stafford. Is, oh, is that I it? I think he thinks so. Do you know what the record is? Uh, I do know what their record is. Do you know what Jimmy Garoppolo's record is? No, I don't. You don't? Uh-uh. He's never lost a football is game. Is that right? Yes, correct. Wow. Are you playing any meaningful games yet? Uh, yeah, I found a few of them very meaningful. Okay. I mean, I don't moved, think he played in any yet. The 49ers went all the way from the second pick in the draft down to the ninth. If they don't make the playoffs this year, that'll be uh, epic. <clears throat> Playoffs. It's a tough week for your whole the Niners are going to stink for the next five years thing, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not? Not at all. Not? No, it's because it's not about them stinking. You said they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'll bet in the next five years. Do you know how long five years is? Yeah, I do. In the evolution of NFL? I I do. Like teams that you don't see coming. How how long have this been since they've won the Super Bowl? When was the last time the 49ers won? 94, was it? What? In the 90s? Yeah. Like 28 years ago? Correct. Okay. When's the last time the Lions won? 
That's my point. Oh, it is? That's my point. Is I, that it, I missed five that years, point. Well, five years doesn't right. mean anything in the NFL. I know teams that have never won, so why, like the so, Lions. So why would you discount the 49ers' opportunity to win? I'm not saying that. Years? I just don't think that they're there yet. Right, no, I, nobody I, said they were there yet. We're talking about five years. Um, all right. Softy Mahler on uh, the uh, Seahawks situation. Softy. KJR, I like that right. nickname. Uh, and he joins us next. Okay, with Rob Parker, Mark Willard, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Dave Mahler, Sports Radio 950 KJR joins us now. Dave, is it? Is it like? Is it a rebuild? Is that the oh, wrong hold word? Hold on, hold like, on, what, Mark. We can't go there. First, I need to know why they call him Softy. Yeah, why do they call you Softy? I don't know you guys well enough to reveal that information. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll so, go out and spend a weekend together, whoa, get to know whoa. each other. No. Uh, what about at the I'll end of the interview? Over. What about at the like ten minutes from now? We'll have had. Uh, some time together. Hey, Would Dave, you tell us then? Dave, they got blue pills for that, dude. Oh, Stop. Come well, on, just man. listen, just think great. about this. You know how you call, uh, you know, uh, bald guys hairy, uh, fat guys tiny? It's pretty much the opposite if you get my drift. Got it. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it took, it took a long time to get there, but I finally arrived. Appreciate All right. It. All right. Would you use the word rebuild? And if you wouldn't, what word would you use? No, I'd, 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 I'd use the word reload, to be honest with you. I mean, rebuild, you know, kind of insinuates that you're going 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, and then dropping down to the 3 and 13, 4 and 12 level. And as long as they have Russell Wilson, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, look, I understand that great quarterbacks are on subpar teams all the time, but just like the Saints went 7 and 9 a couple years with uh, Drew Brees before they picked up that great running game last year. I could see something like that happening to Seattle, but dropping down to a two and fourteen Cleveland Browns type level, Lions type level, nah, not with uh, not with number three quarterback guys, no way. So you're saying that they're making the playoffs, no doubt about, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. As a matter of fact, I yeah. think they win the next five Super Bowls. Uh, why not just put those words in my mouth for crying All out loud? All right, I'm yeah. just no, saying. No, I think I think there's there's going to be some lean times in the next couple of years, or maybe one or two years, compared to where they've been since 2012. But I don't see them falling apart and going through a total rebuild. I mean, look, right now they have a boatload of holes. They need interior offensive linemen. They got to find a running back. They got to find a compliment to Doug Baldwin. Their defensive line is in shambles, and their secondary outside of Earl Thomas is almost unrecognizable. So they've got some holes, but you still have got Bobby Wagner. You still got KJ Wright. You still have Earl Thomas. You still have Frank Clark. You still have Doug Baldwin. You still have Justin Britt, and you still have Russell Wilson. That's not a terrible football team, in my opinion but it's not a contender for a championship either. What's the uh, temperature of the fans? This needs to happen, or are they upset? Yeah. I think they're just kind of bummed out, you know? I mean, to be honest with you, um, I think everybody understands why the Seahawks are doing what they're doing. There really is no need to pay Richard Sherman $11 million. There's no need to pay Michael Bennett $8 million when you got the holes that you have. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's worth dropping that kind of coin on big-time stars like that if they can get you to the next level and get you a championship. But this is not a football team that's in position to win a championship right now, even with those guys on the football team. they got too many damn holes around Michael Bennett, around Cam Chancellor, around Cliff Averill, around Richard Sherman uh, to make those investments uh, justified. So I think everybody gets it. You know, it actually surprises the hell out of me that the fans have been 
semi-rational and semi-logical about the Seahawks approach the last couple days because normally the fan base, like any fan base, is flying off the handle wanting to fire everybody. But for the most part, people get it. They're just kind of bummed out because, guys, let's face it, this was the greatest position group in the history of Seattle sports, yep. honestly. You can talk about the 05 offensive line with Walter and Steve Hutchinson, the middle of that Mariner lineup back in the day with Edgar, uh, A-Rod, Jay Buhner, and Ken Griffey Jr. This was the best run by any one position group any uh, team has ever had in this city, and fans are just kind of bummed out to see it go. Yeah, and they were the, you know, the heartbeat, the personality, as great as Russell Wilson is. The first no thing question. I would think about when it was the Seahawks was that defense and the personalities they had back there. Dave Mahler, KJR, is joining us. So, Dave, you know, he's meeting with the – and speaking of Richard Sherman, meeting with the 49ers first, and, and yep. you, you wonder how much he's driven by the idea of playing Seattle twice a year because of the rumors we heard over the years of him and Russell Wilson's relationship. What do you know about that? Well, I don't. I don't think that the look. I mean, if you're if you're asking me, is Sherman going to sign somewhere to stick it to Russell Wilson? I, I don't buy that. Would he sign somewhere to stick it to the Seahawks as an organization and Pete Carroll and John Schneider? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're all human, right? In the end, except for Russell Wilson, he's a robot. But all of us are human. And I think if uh, if Fox Sports Radio came to you guys right now and said you're not worth the money we're paying you, either take a pay cut or you're out you would absolutely uh, be motivated to sign with a competitor and stick it to FSR. Have you uh, tapped my, fo- have my you, employer, have my you, heart media yeah. for trying have out. You, have so you tapped my phone? I don't for any of that. <laughs> Very nice. They say that to Rob every All the, week. Every actually. week, and I still yeah. keep coming yeah. back. Right. I, 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 By the way, I, Rob, yeah, it, it, that, that's why Rob's working for free now. Exactly. You that? What? I mean, look at the way the guy dresses for crying out loud. I'm not even there, and I can tell. <laughs> no, no, you're you're 100% right. He actually wears yeah. it, it. Everything is free. It's got logos all over That's it. That's all right. <laughs> he's, wearing a, he's wearing a 2017 postseason baseball hoodie right now, and I yeah. I don't know much about it. I just know it was free. We that, call that smart, baby. Yeah, yeah, smart. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a radio yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't understand Rob, this Rob, stuff. Rob, let me ask you this. How, yes. how, Rob, how old are you? Uh, 54. Oh. You're 54. Okay, so you're pretty much at that point in time, and you probably passed it about 20 years ago, where you don't give a damn what you look like. You just want to be comfortable. I, I do want to be comfortable. There's no doubt that's about it. Yeah, no, and then that's, all that matters. that's exactly Absolutely. what you look like. Yeah, you now, look very comfortable I'd wear comfortable a garbage today. bag if it made me feel good. Who now, cares what I look like? Now, Softy, help me with this one. I, I like Softy yeah. better. By the way, what part of New York are you from, for crying out I'm loud? I'm from Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> yeah, my father's from Flushing, New York. My father went to Queens College and played baseball at Queens College. Yeah, so are you kidding? That's a, that's right near Jamaica. I know Queens yeah, College. you I and I might there. be brothers, for crying you out loud. You never know. I, look at that. Queens <laughs> College, Softy, right in Flushing. Very Twins. nice. Do you have a gigantic gut with a gigantic nose and small feet? No, no. Like, no gut. Like me? Used okay, to. No, used to. Really. I wanted to have a you used to. That used to be you. He just described you Was like, that me four years ago oh, yes stop. that was you yeah. all right so so here's my question when you look at yeah. what what happened with seattle and the run that they had the legion of boom and the whole night was it satisfying disappointing because they didn't yeah. win more than one you know are people kind of still looking at that one that got away and say it should have been better than it really was right well i think i think the reason why they are saying it should have been better than it was is because of one reason the reality of the play at the one against the Patriots, right? I mean, that's it. I mean, you get that close to a second championship, 
you get that close to back-to-back titles, and you got to pull it off. So I, I think if they had missed the playoffs that year, like most Super Bowl champions had been missing the playoffs during that run, you know, the curse of the Super Bowl champion, blah, 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 if that had you know, come into effect, I don't think people would walk away from this being disappointed because, number one, they ended a tremendously long drought in Seattle, going back to the 79 Sonics, for crying out loud. And then, number two, you know, I mean, look, how many, how many NFL dynasties besides the Patriots have we really seen in the last 10, 15 years? You mean, uh, you so mean how many NFL dynasties we've seen that doesn't involve any cheating, right? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean look, you know, I mean, bottom line is that play from the one-yard line, uh, it, it's, it's almost to a point where people are more down here about the loss to New England and the play at the one than they are fired up about the win over Denver the year before. And I think people got to remember, I mean, that was an offense that had scored more points than any team in the history of the NFL. And the Legion of Boom shut them down, held those guys to eight points, and they were, what, ten minutes away from shutting them out for crying out loud. Yep. And, then, and, and, you know, by the way, I'm glad that you brought that up because I heard JT the Bricks little promo coming into the, into the break here, and he's talking about how the Seahawks should have done more, yada, yada, yada. How come nobody ever says that about the 85 Bears? How come nobody ever says that about the 2,000 Baltimore Ravens with Ray Lewis and all those guys? Now, I realize that Ray won a championship 12 years later, but that was a totally different football team than the 2,000 team. Nobody looks at the 85 Bears, and nobody looks at the 2,000 Ravens and says those guys should have done more. How come we're saying it about the Seahawks in 2013? Because they were at the one-yard line and should have won that Super Bowl. Exactly. That's exactly why. If it makes you feel any better, they do say that here in L.A. about Shaq and Kobe. Just just, just so you know. No, the Pistons beat them fair and square in 2004, Nick. There's there's your Detroit coming out. Why? All right. Hey, Dave. uh, Now, wait a minute. Who's, Who's from Detroit there? Well, th- Rob, not I worked from there. Detroit, okay. but, he, but his I worked roots there, are there. 23 yeah. years. Yeah. My mother, my mother is from Detroit. What Queens and Detroit? You, you like? It's like you're him, right? Dave. You ever seen Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> maybe, Remember the Mumford maybe, High School sweatshirt yes. that Eddie Murphy uh, wore? My my mother went to Mumford High School. That's okay. where that's where, where no, Jamel that, Hill went to Mumford too. We're not going to fall. Jerry Bruckheimer no. went to Mumford High School. He was in my studio two weeks ago. The famous movie producer. We're not going to fall for the banana and like the tailpipe right All now, right, Dave. We're we not going to do it. All right, Salty. Uh, yeah, Dave. We look forward to having a beer with you, so we can hear about the nickname someday. Yeah, we'll see. Lose my number. All right, right. sounds good. All right, there goes Dave Mahler, KJR in Seattle. Uh, Coming up next, a guy who has not made any big statements since becoming a pro finally does. Uh, You'll hear about that in just a second. But first, you're going to get David Gascon, who's going to come in here for crying out loud. Hey, Dave. Uh, Yeah, I think Mahler got like three (laughs) for crying out louds in there in one interview. Uh, and that was a special moment for us. Dave, no way can you have a nickname Softy. I mean, what is that? He's no. got to be 400 pounds, right? That's Yeah, absolutely. You got any nicknames, Dave? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, not yet. I don't think so. Not yet. You just keep yapping the way you do. You see what happens wait, by 5 o'clock. Wait, what do you mean, yapping? Well, I mean, that's what we do here. We're yapping. Well, we're you, guys a radio are, you, guys, show. you guys are arguing, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm kind of... No, we're not arguing. Well, and that was fun for me because Rob was finally annoying somebody else for I a was. Chance. It was Andy, great. Did you see it took one question before Dave was like, ah, what kind of crap are you asking me? Did you see that? Did everybody notice that? Because I noticed yeah, that. Yeah, he got a little undressed that he had to admit it was age two. So. I know. You're going to ask me how I old I am. Like, 
right, but, we're we're two breaths away from Rick Barry again, and, oh, and Rob's go. gonna again not understand why. Uh, guys hang all up on him. Off. I, I, hang I, up I, on him. I, I do love the the nice juke move by Rob when he's like, "I'm a radio guy," and I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about? You're what a TV that? guy. Seriously. Of course you like what you look like on TV. I'm not Get a, a radio, here, radio guy, right? No. Well, tell, tell everybody the story about when you got here to Fox, and they were like. We need to get you some yeah. clothes. Okay, the first the the first day Rob got here, just full disclosure, he no. asked me to valet his car. No, stop. <laughs> oh, you're such a big timer. Yeah, BS, Rob. Anyways. By the way, when I was talking about his postseason hoodie, he zips it down and shows me the Super Bowl uh the Super Bowl uh shirt that's on underneath it. Yes. So it's free on top of free right Un- now if you're Rob Parker. If it's Un- free, it's for me. Unbelievable. Guys, we'll start things off in the National Football League. Where Mike Garofolo's reporting the Giants have asked Dominic Rogers Cromartie to take a big pay cut. He's due $6.5 million this year. NFL.com reporting Richard Sherman looking to meet with the 49ers today, but also scheduled with the Detroit Lions. And the Patriots have acquired D-tackle Danny Shelton and a 2018 fifth-round pick from the Browns in exchange for the Patriots' third-round pick next year. In college basketball, a couple of headliners today. Georgia fired their head coach, Mark Fox. Kevin Ollie is out at UConn. And Missouri basketball player, Jordan Barnett, he was arrested this morning on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. Now, Missouri this year is 20-12, and 12, and they are expected to make the big dance. However, Barnett's arrest might put his playing days in jeopardy. The reason why the school student athlete handbook says the punishment for driving under the influence is a minimum of one week being suspended for a first offense. So stay tuned on that. Uh, NBA News, Anthony Davis is a game-time decision tomorrow against the Jazz. John Morosi, MLB Network, reporting the Twins and free agent Lance Lynn are in agreement on a one-year deal for $12 million. And then circling all the way back to the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. allegedly oh, spotted, yeah. spotted with a cigarette or something of that nature that was yep. brown, lying next to a female, with what appears to be a white substance. In lines, by the way. Yes. I don't think it's Vicodin. I don't know, I'm not it, only going to speculate as to what it is. But, it might uh, be flour and that brown oh, yeah. thing in his hand. No, now that's, there is, his, that's his finger. By that's the way, all it is. By the way, finger. now you did leave out there was also pizza. <laughs> okay, yes. And, and pizza does okay. come with a white powdery substance on the crust. <laughs> I'm just I'm not being completely serious here. But wait a minute, he was dressed. They were dressed. Don't they, you? They were no when, one in bed when together. When you get a pizza, don't you rub the white stuff off of the crust and then put it in the lines listen, on your listen. right next to you on a table? Don't you do that? If you were working with a different crew here today, they would be able to answer that question for you. Right. Thank you. I'll just say that. Much. There you All go. Right. I hear you. All right. Yes, I. You're right. Um, okay, Dave. Thank you. you bet. By the way, speaking of those college hoops guys that were fired, um, this is a lesson. You're fired. This is a lesson, and it's also a reason to stop getting mad at college coaches when they leave. I am a big fan of when a better job comes along in life, you take it. But that's, okay, but you, I, don't, I don't think that's the issue. The, that is the issue. No, it's not. It's that the kids have to are punished when they want to move on. Oh, that, that I agree with you. That that that's that your, I agree with you. But I, not, if, no, if no, guy, no. I don't have a problem with a guy leaving. I hear a lot of people do. I don't. I hear. I right, don't. You're not one of them. I don't. But I know you hear as I do. But if the kids should be able to do the same thing, Lane Kiffin leaves in the middle of the night to go to USC. 
It's like, oh my gosh, you told those kids you were going to stay. We're right. When I told them I was going to stay, USC wasn't offering me the job. But the kids shouldn't be forced to have to stay. Agreed. If they want, if, if 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 I came in under your right, I 100%. came in to play for you. Yes. And you leave. Let me go and scout around. Maybe there's somewhere else I want to go play, and I, I should be able to and leave. And by the way, you should be able to play at that other place right the away. very next year. Yes. I totally okay. agree. We're on the same. But do you remember when Kevin Ollie was the hot name? Well, he won a championship the, his first year. Wasn't and, his and first year Lakers or second won, year? The Lakers were calling. Was it first or second? I don't remember. Yeah. It was quick. It was very quick. And the Lakers were calling and the Thunder and all of this. And what did Ollie do? Well, I'm going to keep playing this out, man. I'm going to stay at UConn. The next thing you know, UConn falls down in conference, and now they can't even win a basketball game, and Kevin Ollie gets fired. When you are the bee's knees, okay, in this life, when you get hot and things surrounding you are going well, please notice it and take advantage it's of it. It's funny you say because this. Because it doesn't always stay around. Early in my career, I got, like, dubbed as this guy who just won't stick in jobs, that he just keeps oh, okay. moving along, right? right? And I'm like, who in their right mind, okay, so I'm in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania for five months, and the New York Daily News calls. Are you sticking around or are you moving on? Goodbye. Okay, so I'm there. Do that. I get offered the Cincinnati Reds beat job. The Reds had won the World Series the year before. And you're a baseball nerd. And I'm a baseball nerd. Where do you think I'm going? Goodbye. I'm well, going. wait, now what are you doing in New York? Are you covering the Yankees? I was, no, I was, no, I was covering the NBA. And I wanted to cover baseball. Oh, and you hate the NBA. No, I don't hate I was covering the league. Oh, you, you just, no, I just, don't. You, why, not back this. then. Again, not back then. Again, 54 years old. Not back Own then. who you are. No, not back then. I love the NBA. Repeat back after then. me. I'm Rob Parker. No, I'm Rob Parker. And I hate the NBA. I don't hate the NBA. Okay, I'm Rob Parker. And I hate anything that's okay, not baseball. So, so then, so then I'm in Cincinnati. Okay. okay, two years. I loved it. Okay, two years. Great. The Detroit Free Press calls up and says, "Hey, we want you to be a columnist." I'm 29 years old. What job would you take? Oh, I mean, I if if you wanted it, you take it. I don't com- know what no, I would do. But, 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 a com- but a columnist job is the biggest job at the right, newspaper. But, but the, the funny thing is, is this is I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just saying that but it goes. It goes but directly. People were critical of me is what I'm saying about right. moving on. I just think that these these things are very simple. I've told this story before. Uh, with regard to Durant, for instance, who you've ripped for doing the exact no, totally same thing. No, totally different. Of totally course. Different. Totally different because it wasn't you. I know. Right, totally I know. different. I know. If it doesn't fit your narrative, it's different. It is. Why would I want to take a narrative it, that Doug, that fits my. That, gee, I, I, I have no idea. Okay. Who knows? Maybe FS1 will hire you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> wow. You, you, did I, you hear that, Nick? I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say something wrong? I thought I was already <laughs> working there. <laughs> Listen. The truth of the matter is, all of these things are very simple. If it's you and the Detroit Free Press, if it's Durant and the Warriors, if it's LeBron and the Lakers, or Lane Kiffin and USC, I'll still always, I'll never forget the conversation I had with my wife the evening after the morning where Durant announced his move. And she's like, what is everybody buzzing about? Like, what is this? And so I gave her the whole background, right? They, you know, they lost the Warriors last year, and other, da, 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 the whole damn thing. And what does she say? She goes, oh, please, he went because he <laughs> wanted to. It, it, and I went, oh, my gosh, here we are in sports media talking about this for a year and a half. She boiled it down to six words. 
Did Women I, are I different from that? men. He we- went because he wanted to. That's six words. Yeah, but that's not, that's not how we look at it. it. That's it too simplistic. I, no, it's not. No, it is. It, it really isn't. It's no different than you going from the Cincinnati Inquirer <laughs> to the Detroit Free Pass, which I'm sure somebody in Cincinnati but thought was wildly controversial. But there's what no, a jerk for moving around all the time. But there's no newspaper league with competitive balance involved. There's no competition in newspapers? I just said a league, a newspaper league. Yes, there's competition I mean, in that right city. right now. There's no newspapers anymore no, at all. But I, mean. I feel bad. <laughs> There's still a New York Times and well, the Washington Post and right. the Boston Globe. Okay, Mark Willard, Rob Parker, 877-99 on Fox is the number. And coming up next, I thought this guy doesn't talk. He sure did last night. Wait till you hear what he said. That's next. All right, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Mark and Rob. We've almost gotten to halftime without any major fights, hey, so that's this. good. Look at this. The Giants came back. Yeah, the Giants and Angels. By the way, um, I want your Otani take. Can we get that at the top of the hour? Yeah. I want your Otani take because I am, I've been a defender. I've been a fan. I've been excited about. And, and I'm we've, not, seen, I'm not... we've seen next to nothing. It's the spring but there, there's, I think there's actual real concern there now. Well, I think we got to wait and see. What is he? Twenty-one years old? I think he's older than that. But it's not is about he? it's not about age. No, I'm just saying. He's twenty-three, twenty-one, twenty-three. What is he? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. 23. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll get to that at the top. So I saw this last night, and it was just a you know ho hum game between the Lakers and the Nuggets, and the Nuggets won. But let me read you these quotes from Lonzo Ball. And I'm going to take the person's name out of it that he's talking about. And then you tell me who he's talking about. Okay? This is Lonzo Ball last night after the Nuggets game. And apparently the Lakers are upset with one of the Nuggets players for, you know, kind of a hot dog trash talk stuff. <clears throat> Quote, I don't know. I don't really worry about blank. Like I said, ain't nobody worried about him. Um, this guy had done something to the Lakers before, so he goes on. Quote, we remembered it. It's a punk move, but like I said, we're not going to get into it. Blank will do whatever he's going to do. Like I said. He's met. They were, they, hang on. Go ahead. Like I said, he's going to do the circus stuff. I'm not feeding into it. Now let me ask you. Is he talking about a player on the Nuggets, or is he talking about his dad? I was going to say, you <laughs> Unbelievable. Stay in your lane. I know it sounded crazy like he was talking about his dad, but he was actually talking about a, another play, a player. He's talking about Jamal Murray. Who? Am who? I the only one that gets kind of put off when Lonzo Ball starts ripping somebody else for being a hot dog? Hot dog. Like, and, excuse and, me. And, and, and exactly. Your, your entire family is known because of being hot dogs. And I mean, maybe- like when LaMelo uh, – uh, <laughs> Uh, played half court and didn't come down and scored, what, 90-something points Look, or whatever? And, and, and let's not forget now, they've done WWE. They've shoplifted in China. Um, they're, they're on TMZ constantly. They've got a Facebook show. Right. So, I listen, I'm not saying anything about what Jamal Murray was doing on the court last said, night for the Nuggets. What did he do? He dribbled, oh, he dribbled, dribbled around, around Lonzo, Lonzo right? after the game had already been. That was last time. Right, that was the, the game And before. then this time, I don't know, yappity, yap, 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 whatever. Boys will be boys. When you win, you could talk, can't you? What's the big deal? Well, Just keep playing. I, you don't know? Even, I don't even care if you win. You know how you stop people from talking? 
beat them. You beat them. Right. End of story. Okay, but still, I am somebody who is a believer in like let's let's be classy. But everybody's not going to be classy. That's fine. It's okay. A- that's fine. But my point is this: certain people, okay, if Kawhi Leonard wants to call someone out for not being classy, all right, let me listen, because Kawhi Leonard is calling someone out for not not reaching basically what is his moral code. But I hate to say this. I'm sorry. If your last name is Ball and you're part of that family, you don't get to call anybody out (laughs) for being a hot dog. You've lost that. And if you do, start by calling out your own family, and then we can get to Jamal Murray. But that's not going to happen. Well, too bad. Then I ain't listening. Okay. That's that's fair. I I can't argue with that. But uh, it is surprising that that's usually what people do. When I saw this, when I saw this, He's going to get into the circus stuff, and I'm not feeding into it. I was like, excuse of me? Of all words to use. Why did you just Circus, say? too, right? You don't want to feed into the circus, says someone from the Ball family. That's made a circus of uh, Lonzo's start of his NBA career. I'm, I'm still – now, Colin was talking about this this week, and he's right. He said, what's the over-under? You gotta, all you got to do – they're not going to the playoffs. All you got to do is get now – to another month of regular season basketball. Without dad messing it up. Right. So over-under is another one to two LeVar Ball stories, was uh, what was I, what Colin said. Right? I, I agree. I, I probably. Those stories need to not be processed by major free agents as a deterrent. And they could be. They have been in the past. Um, and if they do, then – I don't know. The Lakers have to make a decision, or Lonzo's got to make a decision. I know a lot of people have called on him, say, "Hey, you're the one who needs he's, he's to not talk go- to your he, dad." He's not going to do it. He's n- he's never going to do it. He could be a 50 year old. I've seen guys like this. I don't think he has the capacity. Right? He to do doesn't. It. He doesn't. That's his dad. This is what he's grown up with. He will not, because most people would be like, "Dude, this is me. Talk to me, and and denounce it." But he just has never done it. Even even the Luke Walton with the coaching thing that they right. had quit on him. Right. His response to that was, "I'll play for anybody." That that's is that what you wanted like, to hear? Like I, I right? mean, can, that, I don't want to psychoanalyze from afar, but when I look at Lonzo and people go, "Gosh, he doesn't say much. He's just it's so classy. Like he's just so mature." I I don't look at it as maturity. I look at Lonzo as like. This is who he is because the air has been sucked out of the room since he was a toddler, and he know, like it's self-preservation, man. Absolutely, that's what it is, and that's not healthy. That's not how. So I'm not. I'm not ripping the fact that he doesn't. He's not very quotable. That's fine. Don't be quotable. But when you finally become quotable, I hate to say it, Lonzo, you don't get to call other people out for circus behavior, because that that that's that's who your family is. That's why that's why you're as big of a celebrity as you are right now. Right. Cuz it ain't because of just your basketball. Oh, is somebody mad at you about Matt Stafford? Uh-oh. Let's what go is to this? let's go to Jeff in Pasadena. Hi Jeff. What did I do now? Mark Willard, I remember you from 60 or oh, 1540 the ticket. Do you remember that, brother? <laughs> no, I actually don't. No, oh, that was well, that anyway, was I used to call That was all the so many that was yeah. and, uh, I think it was Chris Myers that was on there. Anyway, Yeah, that was so listen, many man, jobs Mark, ago. Rob Parker, I love you man. I know you're from Detroit. I'm from Mount Clemens. I'm from Detroit. I live out here in LA. I've been a, I've been a Lions fan for 40 years. I'm 47 years old. I've been a Lions fan since I was 7. Stafford is I know you call him uh, Pat Stafford. Stat I know that. Stat Padford. Right. 
You can't blame the guy for every little thing that goes on with the team. I get the fact that he's making close to two hundred million dollars. I get that. But if they have no running game, if they're you know their their last two GMs, uh, Martin Mayhew and uh, Matt Millen before him, those two were the two biggest imbeciles in Detroit sports history, and I, I I'd probably put them down as the as the two worst GMs in all sports history. But you can't put it all on Stafford, man. He's the best quarterback, in my opinion. And might not mean that much to you, Rob or, or Mark, but uh, in my opinion, he's the best quarterback the Lions have had in 25 years. Yeah, but that years. doesn't mean anything because yeah, he's put up against nobody. Come on, whenever I no, hear no, that. Why are you playing the cuckoo sound? That's crazy. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. He's just a middle middle of the road quarterback. That's he's all above, he is. He's above middle. He's of just the road. middle of the road. And the other thing too, I'm middle he of said road. he says he, Matt Stafford and 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 all this other stuff. They had uh, Sue. And Calvin Johnson on that team. Don't give me that. I mean, that, don't give me no, excuses that he didn't have any. But they always say he didn't have anybody. No, he's not he the had problem. Sue and Calvin Johnson. But, 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 but he's, no, he's just average. He's not, find me 15 quarterbacks you'd I don't rather care. Have. I wouldn't want wouldn't, him. You have 15? I wouldn't want him. Are there 15 I would take Colin have? Kaepernick right now over, over Matthew Stafford. <laughs> That's quite a statement. All right. Russell Baxter will join us later on this hour, and Rob is all kinds of wrong about LeBron, um, and so uh, we'll get to that. Am I? As, yes, you are. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. But I want to get your thoughts on Otani. I mean, this is, this is truly bizarre because you've had Major League Baseball teams who put in years of work on this guy, years of work. And now all of the sudden, a guy that was wanted by every single team out there. I'm glad you brought that up. Goes that's... goes to the Angels and has, I only count, three appearances. Three appearances. And it's not that they went poorly. Who cares about stats at this point? Guys are doing all kinds of different things in spring. They're trying out different pitches, whatever. I don't worry about stats one bit. But you've got scouts now, collectively, and with a consensus saying can't hit it can't hit at the big league level like there's a hole in the swing and I'm thinking well okay then why were all the scouts who have been watching him for the last three four years in Japan why were they so wooed by him then I that I'm glad you brought that up that that was the thing all could all 30 teams be wrong they've watched this guy I'm not going to let a slow start in a new world, a new culture, dude, there's a lot, a lot of pressure. He's trying to do something, Mark, that no major league baseball player has done, which is pitch and be a everyday player since 1919. Okay, <laughs> no, it it is it's a round of applause for that. Apparently, no, That's, because yeah. because because there is a lot of pressure in this whole thing, and I think people are so quick. He gets swings and misses. I know he hasn't had great outings. You know, just three appearances so far. He gave up six runs to the in Mexican, three innings to, a Mexican to some team, right? team from Tijuana yesterday, right. which included two home runs. Uh, here's the but thing. I, but I'm just saying, I, I don't I don't look at it that way. I, I look at it as uh, I'm going to watch more, see more, before I just panic and say, oh, he can't play. Or there's just no way so many people – could have been in on this guy, like you say. He didn't. He didn't fall off a truck, and then they could. Hey, put him in. He can play no, ball. This is a guy who's been scouted for years, and, and teams for have been years. angling their bonus pool, international yes. money, 
They have been angling for They've watched this guy, I agree. In order to get their hands on this guy, and in three spring training outings, now all of these scouts are like, oh, by the way, forgot to tell you, his fastball is flat and he can't hit. I'm like, wait a minute, then why was everybody freaking out for this guy? So I'm really conflicted here because that, to me, makes no sense. You well, cannot tell me that you watch someone for four years. Right, and now you're, you're bubbling over with love, and in three spring outings, you're like, oh, by the way, it turns out he can't play. I, that I don't buy. However, let's look at the other side of this. The other side of this is that he throws 100 miles an hour, in fact, more. He throws 101, 102, maybe 103. Yesterday in Tijuana, he's topping out at 94. Now, people say, oh, that's still a really good fastball. Not if you can throw 7 to 10 miles an hour right. or more. Right. That tells me when you couple it with that story that came out right after he signed about the PRP injection that he already got in his elbow last year, I'm sorry, he's hurt. If he can't get within 7 miles an hour of his best fastball right now, then he's not healthy. Well, maybe he, maybe he's not completely healthy and they don't want to – uh, put that out there. That could be that could be fair. That's a okay. fair point to read into, because we've seen guys do that. I, you know what? Just just uh, after the All Star game, right? What did everybody say? Oh, see the Derby, Aaron Judge, blah blah blah. See, you, you don't want your player to participate. Then what did he have in the off season? He had he had some sort of surgery to clean up. He had an issue, but he never. He never told people about it, he right? He also has stated that he will never do the home run derby again. No, 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 no. But he did it. But I'm just my right. But no, he but, didn't. He, he didn't say that for no reason. No, but my point is though, is that there was an injury. People made it that it was all derby well, yeah, related. That, ha- that happens in the sports and, and all then, the time. And then what right. happened? He had an unbelievable finish once he got his yeah. his elbow got healthier. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So the same thing could be here with Otani. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more. I'm not uh, one to just say, okay, he had three bad outings, he can't play. I, I I think that that's way, for a guy who's been scouted a lot, he might not be 100, and then you do have to factor in all the other stuff that, he's not just playing ball. He's just moved uh, millions of, of thousands, yeah, you no, know, hundreds I, of thousands I, of miles away from a different culture, what he's used to, he has to get it adjusted there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. 100%. That's all. I mean, I've read a lot of the stories, and people never take this into account. Um, but it might have been about Puig, or maybe it was a story about Puig where there was another example. I mean, players that come from Cuba or whatever, uh, and one of them was, like, in a hotel room on the road with his team, and he was looking around the bathroom for about an hour, looking under the sink, looking everywhere, to try to understand how to turn the faucet on because they didn't have, uh, that's not the price. way sinks work in Cuba. Right. And so, like, the levers and all the normal, you know, and sometimes in hotels, nice hotels, they're, like, they're all fancy, right? right? right. They do this little, you know, know how to do it. infinity sink or something like that. It's like, I, I can't figure this out. And so stuff like that is weighing on these guys. I fully give credit for that. The problem with this story is not that Otani is getting hit. And it's not that Otani is striking out as a hitter. It's the optics from the scouts. Again, I don't care if somebody's hitting the ball, but why? where'd the seven miles an hour go? And I don't care that you're striking out, but why, when you interview nine scouts, do they all agree? 
Yeah. By the way, well, you could also be. There's a hole in that swing that major league pitchers will crush. Every this was a, this was a report by Jeff Passan right, yesterday. I, right, I saw. Said it. Nine scouts were asked, "Is he ready to be a big league hitter?" And every one of them was like, "He needs 500 bats in the minor leagues. He's not close." Well, so a, why now? Why why are this, they saying that? Uh, that I don't understand. But maybe you got nine guys who are prison of the moment. They're looking at him now. No, I'm just saying that they're looking well, at him. Maybe these are scouts who didn't see them before. I mean, but there were, but but it, it was more than that. I I I would say it would be a rush to judgment. I think it's a rush to judgment. Of That's just 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 because I know well, how baseball plays. We always talk about it. What's the hardest thing to do in sports? Is to hit a baseball. Oh, one hundred percent. It's, it's just way, so well, hard to listen, hit. We had this conversation about Lonzo a couple of months ago. It's like, can we give the rookies? A, can we give them a second here? Right. Can we give everybody a second here to get good? So, I, by no stretch am I suggesting give up on him, but I no, was no really, really excited about this guy, and I'm having a hard time not at least buying in that there are concerns. Some of these things don't make sense. It's okay to be have concerns, but that doesn't mean that if he go if he plays tomorrow and gets three hits, does that does that do you know what I'm saying? I don't That's, know. That's how quickly it can yeah, but change, who though. who is he facing, though? No, I'm just saying. I mean, but, he might be facing a B-team you know, reliever. But say if he's facing somebody decent and he not gets two I mean, or three hits. He did. He faced Clayton Kershaw, and he looked like me trying to hit Clayton Kershaw, well, which is, oh, my gosh, I can't even see that curveball. You, so uh, you and everybody else. Right. right. I'm well, just saying, no, no, I mean, he, he, he was laughing at the idea of him even being able right. to get a bat on the ball. He was walking back to the dugout laughing. What I'm saying, that's how quickly it could change, is you get a couple of hits off a quality hit pitcher, and then all of a sudden maybe you settle in. That's all. I, I'm a baseball guy from well, the standpoint that I'm going to give him a little more time. I can't believe, this is what I'm, I'm based off, that all 30 teams were wrong on this guy. I, I don't believe that. If you, if you told me that there were warning signals and people said, yeah. ah, I don't know about that, if he's ready yet, do you know – that would have been something different. All 30 were in. They all pulled up their money, right? You know this. This is Every, not everybody. Everybody, I heard, everybody I, wanted him. I heard a teammate of his, someone who played with him in Japan, came on the radio about three months ago, and they said, compare this to, you know, players here. And he goes, he's got the ability of Max Scherzer as a pitcher. That's crazy. And, uh, and Bryce Harper as a hitter. Crazy. And that's somebody who played with them in Japan. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it's uh, the new environment. Maybe he's not completely healthy. Doesn't want to really talk about that. We'll see as this plays out. Uh, you just got I, a bad gut, huh? Well, no, it's not that I got a bad gut, but look, here's the other problem. What do the Angels do with him if they do also get to the opinion that he's not ready for opening day? They've already announced that he's made the rotation. They're changing to a six-man rotation. And, and I, I was just going to bring that up. There are 500 people that showed up at his welcome news conference. What are you going to do? Tell all those people, oh, by the way, well, he's, he's spent the entire year in the minors. If he's not ready, he's not ready. You, well, you can't, what you call you can't, If he's not ready. Then they ha- then everybody handled this wrong. Exactly. If he's, if not, he's ready, not ready, then, then there's everybody a what you call. handled this wrong. But, but you're right. Even for them to be willing to change to a six-man rotation tells you what they thought of him. I mean, that that's. Nobody's – I think maybe one other team has a six-man rotation, or is it one other trying to no, do it? No, I mean, the Padres, like, said publicly that they were open to the idea, but they didn't say they were doing it. No but one they, has said they're doing it but the Angels. Right. A six-man rotation. Amazing. I mean, that may be the norm here in a few years, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, but yeah. 
I mean, what are the Angels going to do about that at this point? There's so many good baseball stories. I, I just can't. I know the opening day is three years away, uh, three uh, weeks away. It does feel like it's three years away, but Stop I know it. you still want to talk about it. Yes. I yeah. You want to break down the Lance Lynn free agent contract? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a good deal. No, we're not I, doing that. I have a better idea. How about if we discuss uh, how wrong you've been about the 49ers and LeBron? Uh, no. How's that sound? Let's leave the 49ers uh, out because I haven't been wrong about them. Sure you have. Let's no, play next. Fox Sports Radio. All right, Russell Baxter in 10 minutes. We can get into the Niners with him. Um, Mark Wither, Rob Parker, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Can I can I quickly ask you a question then? Sure. If you, if you just want to be like, wake me up when Tiger wins, which would suggest to me that you don't want to experience that win. You just want to be told after it happens. Yeah, no. After so he, that, do after you he, not find tomorrow to be must see TV? Uh, no, you don't. I don't. Okay, here's the situation. But, I, but I, I've checked out of Tiger. Why? I'm, I'm trying to give you because of the injuries when he started loop. When's the last time he won? Well, I don't, I, no, I'm asking you. Do you remember? Four, five years, probably. Okay, so I checked out. Okay, hear me. Just hear me out. Yeah, I am. So when he wins again, okay. when he wins, then I'll be interested for the next one. I'm not, I've I've already been on this ride where you don't want to be in the first. No, I've been on this ride Why? where I was like, "Well, does he have a chance? Is he gonna uh, blah blah blah?" I've been looking in on him yeah, before. But he's been incredibly consistent this year. He's had one bad round in four tournaments, and he's been getting better each tournament. I when he like, when he fact, wins when he wins I'm I'm I will start to pay attention. But let's say he doesn't I just win. Need him to let, win let's, let's say he loses by a stroke on the 18th hole. You don't find that to be interesting television? Uh no. You don't. Not anymore. Not from what Tiger, Tiger Woods was. tomorrow is going to be wearing. Out a, he's going to be wearing a red polo. I checked out a Tiger. Woods. He's going to have black pants on. Okay. He's going to have a black hat on, and he is going to be playing in one of the final groups at a golf tournament. And Augusta is two, three weeks away. That's not interesting to you. No. Is there anything that's not baseball that's interesting to yeah, you? Yeah, stop saying that. No, Come actually, on, let's just Seriously. no. Let's just Seriously. Let's, let's just leave it to you then. No. What is it? No, tell me. What? Why, I'm, I'm, why I'm out on I'm, Tiger? I no, no, no. I mean this in a very genuine I'm serious. way. What? Tell me. I would love to hear from you. What do you find interesting in sports right now that's not baseball? I go to uh, this year. Guess how many NBA games I've been to. Since uh, I, you say I hate the NBA, just fig, try to figure you, out. You do. Um, how, many, how many games? You've probably been to four. Fifteen. Okay. I go to bat because I like to watch basketball. You do? Yes, I do. You never say that. I do, but I go to games. I'm going tomorrow. What did I say earlier today? I told Who you. Who are you going to see tomorrow? I'm going to watch the, the new look Cavaliers. Oh, the Cavs. I'm going to watch the Cavs. So you're going to watch two things that you hate. Okay. The no, Lakers but, and the Cavs. No, but I want to see. I don't hate the Lakers and I don't hate the Cavs. But I'm going to, to watch. I like to watch. When you talk about stuff, I think it's important to listen in on the press conference, to okay. talk to people, okay. and to watch firsthand. That's just okay. me. Yeah, no, that's fine. So I that's go. Great. To, so I go. So like that's what I'm saying. I've but been you, to, but you, always say, you always say that you don't like watching LeBron. You say that he ruined the NBA. No, it's not about so watching him play. What he's done is ruined yeah, the game from the standpoint of the the competitive balance issue. Okay. That's what I have. All right. So that's the part that I don't like about the NBA. And I'm not the only one. I've talked to plenty of people in the league, 
people, plenty of former players, current players. Dude, I get well, Texas all of, of course the all the time. No, but I get Texas have you, all have the you time. Have you noticed that at any moment in history, in any sport, the former players are always ticked? Have you noticed that? Yeah, but that's, that's I think a, that's, that's it's called jealousy. Well, part, so, of, part so, of it is, but it doesn't. It also gives like have you I, talked to not, Goose Gossage lately? Well, Goose Gossage is one of the most angry human beings on the face of the well, planet. But I've also talked every to, baseball player who's currently playing is a jerk and a spoiled piece of rich junk. No, I, I no, ask him; he'll tell you. But not everybody. I, I've <laughs> talked to people who still enjoy it. Okay, and they're, they're uh, do you know Ryan Holland? Very well. Okay. I Ryan, just talked to Ryan actually a, about three days ago. We're okay, on the phone you know, together. He does radio yes, and, and some awesome. TV. Great he's fantastic. guy. I've done shows with him Not on the local. Not only a great guy, he's very talented as well. Yes, right. he's a okay. prospect so he's in this a, business. He's a guy who's out of the NBA, who uh-huh. doesn't have an uh, – he loves what he's watching, and we have those conversations. So I do – How do the conversations his, go? Ryan goes, I love what I'm watching, and you go, I don't. And then you guys go have a beer. Exactly. Is that how it goes? No, we don't do okay. that. <laughs> but, but the uh, – Yesterday, I think we were talking about it. This is the part I was trying to get to you. I don't okay. think we have sound. But so yesterday, I, I had, I said, I, this is on Twitter. I got LeBron's medical records. <laughs> LeBron is suffering from an acute case of must stack the deck itis. In other words, LeBron James is allergic to competition. That's why I don't believe he's coming west. That's why I believe you have a better chance of Santa Claus coming west, moving than anything else. I just don't believe it. That's oh, not what he's about. Sorry, that's just such a tired take. It's not I, a tired I, take. I, yeah. It's a real take. No, it's a completely tired take that I've heard everybody have for about five, six, seven years now, and it's like, okay, can we get past it now? Because there aren't any NBA stars left that don't want to be that way, except for angry Russell Westbrook. No, it's not. Whose team gets worse every time he gets a good player. So, I, listen, listen. The Let's go to your, your Santa Claus... Uh, who, by the way, completely exists. Let's go to... Uh, Are your Stan- kids listening? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that. Okay. Did I tell you the story of what happened two weeks ago? About Santa Claus? Quick aside, no joke. No joke. And um, spoiler alert. So I'm watching... Flip it if you got kids no, in the car. No, don't flip it. Don't. I'm not ever telling anybody to Well, turn if they got kids in the car. No, just tell them that Mark's weird. So uh, the TV is on in the, uh, in the middle... Of the day. And the kids are just, you know, they're doing their thing. A little homework over here, the other one's over there. And my wife is surfing around on Netflix. And she finds some old documentary about Lance Armstrong. Okay. She's like, oh, this is interesting. And so (laughs) she turns it on and doesn't realize. Remember, it's Netflix. I mean, guys start, you know, I mean, potty mouthing all over the place. Like, oh, whoops, you know, kids, sorry, sorry. But she's saying, "Hang on, I just want to, yeah, I want to see one more thing." And our uh, our eight year old daughter sits down next to us, and uh, all of a sudden, it talking about Lance Armstrong's big lie, right? And how at some point the curtain's got to go up, and you got to see behind the curtain. And they cut to Floyd Landis, and he goes, "At a certain point, you got to tell your kids it's Santa Claus." No, no. And my daughter thought of crying. <laughs> no, she was no, like, she's the smartest one in the family well, already. Said, anyway, but she said, "What? What do you she's, mean?" No, she 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 knows. Okay, she's always known in her core, but she just never like. I always fight that that conversation with questions. Like I when when I get asked questions, I don't want to lie, so I just fire a question back. Right, hey, daddy. 
you don't do it, do you? It's not you and mom, is it? And I'll look at her and I'll be like, you think daddy built a desk? Like, I'm not lying. But then she'll go, Nah, oh, you yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah you're daddy, not handy. Daddy's a complete idiot around right. the house. He's, he couldn't he, build, he a can't build a desk. <laughs> so, he can't put a bike like, together. Right. How, how, how do you think it got that through the door? Like, so I just start asking questions until they get bored and they move on with their day. Right. But anyway, so Santa Claus is completely real, and LeBron James is completely coming to the Lakers. Okay. Let me throw this at you, Russell Baxter on the NFL in five minutes. So, if you buy that the four options are the Sixers, the Cavs, the Rockets, and the Lakers. If that's actually true, the only argument I can even hear for going to the Sixers or staying with the Cavs is the argument that the Eastern Conference is easier. And I think that's a fair argument. But outside of that, like the Sixers, other good players are young and not outside shooters. That's what LeBron likes around him. Dan Gilbert is still the owner of the Cavs, so just X that out. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's an automatic X out. I think it's pretty close. I don't because I think there's a chance that there's something about maybe LeBron having a chance to buy that team. Okay, okay. That, so, that's, so that's would, you, would you would you agree that that yeah, could be a sticking point? Maybe, but I don't. Because leaving them doesn't preclude him from being no, no, the no, owner but someday. I'm, but I'm just saying that if that was a part of a deal, like is that as legal? we move forward, well, I don't know if that, that would have on, to be under on, the table. Not on paper. Yeah, it'd have to be not on the paper. Table. It no, would have I, to be. I thought you didn't like cheating. Not to say that it would oh, be okay. a gentleman's agreement. Okay, so he's not videotaping anything. The Rockets have obviously great players, but Harden ball dominant, Chris Paul ball dominant, LeBron James ball dominant. I, I don't I don't I just I can't compute how that would work. You're telling me then that the Lakers haven't shown with these young players being as good as they are right now, flash forward to next year they'll be even better. Brandon Ingram player, Kuzma player, Lonzo player, shot is now falling. Add Paul George, uh, Julius Randle, player. You're telling me that's not the best situation for him? I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. All right, we'll wait to see what happens. When and, it plays out, you'll come back with, well, I didn't think that he wanted to uh, go to the uh, 76ers. I'm shocked is by that, it. Is that, is no, that who you think he's I, going I, to? I think he's staying east is my point. I think he's going to well, stay I can, east. I can buy that argument. And the east is the easy. I think LeBron – has a few years left to win. He wants to win another one, at least one more, right? He wants to win again. Yeah, but does... I, I believe that, and I think that I think he would rather go to the finals and lose than to get knocked out in the first or second round coming out west. That's interesting. Ho- hoping, hoping that some young guys are going to be ready when the when the when it comes. Time. Michael Jordan's legacy disagrees with you. No, I. But, but it is it, but, much less damaging to lose totally disagree in the second round. Totally disagree. How? Because Michael Nobody Jordan even because remembers. Michael Jordan was six and zero. LeBron has lost five championships. That's my point. That's the difference. No, no. You actually, just made my point. No, I did not. You did. You I did. Didn't. Listen, you did because all you remember is LeBron losing the championships. You don't remember that Michael Jordan often lost in the playoffs as well. 
but he never did it in the finals. If he comes so to L.A. I'm, on a bigger so, stage and they don't win, you would, it's not going to matter. It people are going to just shrug and go, oh, okay, LeBron well, came to L.A. Are, people aren't going to shrug at LeBron no matter okay, what he does. So my, my point, point is, is that people do not remember I disagree losing with LeBron. early in the playoffs I, as much as they remember losing in the finals. I disagree. Michael Jordan's legacy is proof. But if he you if, just did it. No, I didn't because of LeBron. You said he was 6-0, which he's not. But LeBron, but if LeBron has a stretch of, of what is he going, this could be Eight, is it eight years this year? Whatever it is. So whatever sure. the stretch is, if he goes, his argument could be, I went to 11 straight NBA finals. No, but but I'm just saying that would be a part to make an argument on how dominant one guy, 11 straight. And lose every time? Well, but if he's losing, you could always. West. No, no, he won't. Because uh, the bottom line will still be that he didn't have enough. That'll be that'll be huh. that'll be what uh, people will use as his excuse to get out. Yeah, of. Yeah, I don't buy. He it. didn't have I don't enough. Buy it. Long as we go twenty thirty. I years can't down wait the road, to. I can't wait for the yeah, summer. People for don't. To happen. People don't. They don't remember yeah, when you wait. lose in the second round, and it's proven by all the Air Jordans that are all over everyone's feet. If, they if just he, if they don't if even he, remember. If he goes, um, if he comes to the Lakers. And uh, and and as a flop on the big stage, people will remember it. Um, all right, Russell Baxter, ProFootballGuru.com, fan-sided, 60 seconds. Right now, David Gascon joins us, and his Aztecs got up to a crappy start and immediately came firing back and have the lead. David, congratulations. Why are you congratulating me? I'm congratulating you because there's a tournament bit on the line here. This is big. Oh, I thought you were congr- I mean, they're only up by two in the first half, but still. You it's very I'm- early. He's yeah. a Hey, David Gascon is a pro's pro. He's not rooting for anybody. That's yes, right. he is. He's I, rooting I, for San Diego State I, to beat New Mexico right I, now. I thought you were congratulating me because I'm one of the few people you know that went to San Diego State and actually graduated from San Diego State. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of – yeah, that's true. <laughs> Did you um, really? What? Why? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is before. There are a like, lot of reasons this? for people to go to San Diego State, and yes. back in the day, graduating wasn't always one of them. <laughs> yeah. It is now. But David, it didn't always used to be that way. Right. When you graduated, was it an accredited college back then, it or was, it is it now? Was. I'll tell you yeah. this much: my my GPA at the time hovered around Clayton Kershaw's regular wow. season yeah, regular no. season ERA. Yeah, but you know, and, and your proof. Nobody cares in certain businesses, and that's ours true. is one of them. Yeah, that's true. And I used to have this argument with my mom all the time. <laughs> She'd be like, you got a B? Why didn't you get an A? Right. And because there's no difference. I'm in college now. I'm going to come out of here with a piece of paper, <laughs> right. and no one's ever going to ask me my GPA. But, but that's and, what, and, and I was right. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No you, one has ever asked me But that's what moms always yeah, say. Well, sure. You if, know that. And you two guys better be careful because your students could be listening to both of you guys right what now. What are you right. talking you're about? Because right. you're going to get your students to you put have, their GPAs and their damn resumes. You, when they're applying for these jobs here, like, yes, I graduated A 4.0 from... is very important, kids. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Jeez. So San Diego State, they're leading New Mexico right now by, by two, two. Yeah. 20 to 18. Right. So, Mark, you're excited. I'm excited with you. Anyways, other games that come of note. Harvard won today in Ivy League matchup. This one is going to go into the books as a Harvard victory. The number one seed, Harvard Crimson, win this one 74 to 55. They punch their ticket to the championship game. Meanwhile, other games today, Tennessee spanked Arkansas in the SEC semifinals, 84-66. Wichita State lost by three to Houston, the AAC tournament semifinals, 77-74. Kansas and West Virginia, neck and neck, it's 20-16. Rock chalk in that thing. Rhode Island came from behind a beat St. Joe's, 90-87. Cincinnati down 13, beat Memphis. 70 to 60 off the court. Georgia fired head coach Mark Fox. UConn parted ways with Ellie. 
Missouri basketball player Jordan Barnett arrested on suspicion of driving while under the influence. He could be suspended for a week. In the NFL, former Seattle Seahawks Richard Sherman planning to meet with a couple teams. One of them, San Francisco 49ers. The other one, the Detroit Lions and Stat Padford. NFL.com's Mike Garofolo <laughs> reports the Giants have asked Dominic Rogers Cromartie to take a significant pay cut. He's due $6.5 million this season. Patriots have acquired D-tackle Danny Shelton and a 2018 fifth-round pick from the Browns in exchange for the Patriots' third-round pick in 2019. In a Major League Baseball, Twins and free agent Lance Lynn have agreed on a one-year deal with a whopping $12 million. That is whopping. I mean, it's twice what Mike Moustakis got. All right. You're cold, man. Uh, yeah, well, he is yeah. cold. <laughs> just just <laughs> a statement of a fact. Okay, anyway. All right, Dave, thank you. We're live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's get Russell Baxter in here. Profootballguru.com. Fan-sided. Russell Great to have you. What do you think is going to happen with uh, Richard Sherman now? Well, first things first. Did you guys take out Geico insurance and policies on each other? Because Um, I listened to the first 20 minutes of the show. Okay, and listen, I'm old enough to remember Ali Frazier won. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, yeah. So, So, in other words, it was a fiery 20 minutes. Is that it? You enjoyed it? Uh, Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, sitting around the campfire rubbing two sticks together. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a good name for the show when Rob and I are together. Two sticks together. Two, two sticks together. I like that. And, 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 and then there's a spark, um, and then and then one of them gets doused in flames and, and goes home. That's usually Rob. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, go, go ahead, Russell. What do you think's happening with Richard Sherman? Well, I mean, listen, it'd be very enticing for him to go to San Francisco where, you know, he's had a visit – and so on. I mean, just the ramifications of him playing the Seattle Seahawks uh, at least twice. Can you imagine if they actually played each other three times like they did back in 2013? Oh, man. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to do his due diligence and, and kind of sort around here. I mean, this is an unusual situation for Richard, who spent his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of reminds me of, remember Anquan Bolden a couple of years ago went through free agency? Remember, all the times that Anquan Bolden had moved, he had been traded, okay? He had been traded to Baltimore and then traded to San Francisco. It wasn't until very, very late in the game that he actually got a chance to choose who he wanted to play for, and I think Richard will probably take his time as well. Yeah. Hey, Russell, I, I want you to help me out with the draft and uh, the New York football giants, and are they going to take a quarterback, or is this smokescreen? What's going on here? Because – Eli Manning, I just cannot believe they're not going to take a quarterback with with this pick they have. Well, I mean, they're obviously in a, in a situation they haven't been in a long time, Rob. Um, uh, thir- by the way, 13 losses this year, the, the most in the season in the history of the Giants. And we're not talking about a franchise that's been around 20 years. They had to go back to the 30s. That's so It's pretty significant. But, um, you know, I think a lot is going to depend on what the Cleveland Browns do here because now everybody's trying to – figure out what their strategy is. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that Tyrod Taylor is a long-term answer, um, but does that mean they go running back first and leave a quarterback, you know, several quarterbacks for the Giants to take? Listen, the Giants took a quarterback in the third round last year. Um, I don't think they ever imagined them putting themselves in there. I agree with you, Rob. I think they'll probably lean quarterback 
and then maybe in the second round get somebody to protect that quarterback. Right. That would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm just down, Russell, on the idea in general. There's nothing personal with Saquon Barkley. I think he's fantastic. But to me, the idea, and I've talked to some NFL players who agree with this, the idea of taking a running back in the top five picks in general is crazy, and it's especially crazy this year because you know there are going to be three down backs available in round two and round three and maybe even round four. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of enticing backs. Even though it's, it's funny, Mark, last two years, Ezekiel Elliott was what, the fourth overall pick in 2016? Correct. Leonard Fournette was the fourth overall pick in 2017. And, and McCaffrey was right behind him. McCaffrey was number eight, but the Browns held the number four pick along with the number one pick. Yep. So are they going to try and do what they do and maybe replicate? To me, if you're the Cleveland Browns and you're John Dorsey, you just keep your mouth shut because someone's going to want up and come up and get those quarterbacks. They need help in so many different places. They could really parlay this. And I, listen, I know they have fought, what five of the top sixty-five picks or six of the top sixty-five picks. When you are, I mean, it's mind-boggling. Think about think about this for a second. The Philadelphia Eagles won three games in the postseason, correct? Yes. The Browns are four and forty-nine in their last fifty-three games. Man, <laughs> unbelievable. That's pretty bad. But speaking of the Browns, do you like what they're doing? I mean, uh, they're 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 making moves. They're uh, setting themselves up uh, to to start to win like next year. Yeah, to me, to me, the Tyrod Taylor deal was getting a quarterback in there that's not only a stopgap, Rob, but a guy who takes care of the football. The Bills have been a very run-oriented team the last couple of years, but you know the one thing about Tyrod, who I don't think it gets enough credit for. Is he's kind of a calming force? Is he, you know, is he bombs away? No, that's not the way they play football in Buffalo. And unfortunately, their defense has let him down two years in a row. 29th in the league in rushing defense, two years in a row. So I think John Dorsey, who comes from Kansas City and watches what Andy Reid does with Alex Smith, I mean, my God, Deshaun Kaiser turned over the football more last year as a rookie, and he was a rookie, okay? That Tyrod Taylor has done his entire career in Buffalo. Russell Baxter, good stuff. Profootballguru.com and fan-sided. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, Russell, wanted to get a thought on this, too. It seems like things are dying ah, down ah. Uh, with regard to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, but uh, where is that going next, right? If they just say, hey, franchise tag and that's it, he's threatening all these different things, not going to do anything extra, may not show up on time. I want to know where does that go this year and where does that set the relationship up for future years? Well, listen, um, after this year, Le'Veon Bell will now head six years under his belt and a lot of carries. Remember, he touched the ball over 400 times last year, and that was without training camp, and that was without the preseason. Can you imagine what a conditioned Le'Veon Bell could do? Right. Listen, he did start out slow last year. There's no doubt about it. But at least he has backed off the – well, I'm not going to play in in 2018. I, I still get the sense that they're going to get something done. At this time last year, they really weren't talking all that much. Um, it would behoove both parties to get to get things done. Um, you know, and that, listen, I know Antonio Brown restructured his contract, which really had nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell. 
but they're about to cut Mike Mitchell. They're going to get a little more salary cap. Unfortunately, in this day and age, and you guys both know it, the more good players that you have, and, I mean, you could make a case they have the best wide receiver and the best running back in the league. I'm not saying they are, but you could make a case. Uh, you know, it, was, it reminds me of a couple of years ago. Statistically, you'll remember that DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing and Des Bryant led the league in touchdown receptions. One of them had to go. All right, Russell, we appreciate you. Well, I Thank- appreciate you two guys, and I'm glad you're, you're finally getting along after an hour and a half. Well, oh, yeah. no, that's a, no, just one commercial break later. Uh, and we'll be right back on the uh, horse. Don't, exactly. Don't, don't That's what we that. do every yeah. every time we get together. <laughs> right. Well, listen, listen. Ali Frazier had two and three, so why not? There yeah, you go. It, there you go. And that's coming up right around the corner. Russell, thank you so much. Russell All right, guys, back. have a great weekend. Okay. Russell Baxter, ProFootballGuru.com, fan-sided as well. Amy Trask is going to join us next hour. So is Mary Kay Cabot on the Browns. We're following along. Uh, as uh, a lot of uh, college hoops uh, games that matter setting up the tournament are coming up. But one NFL team, this is coming up next, is making huge moves. Are they the right moves? We'll get into that coming up. All right. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Mark and Rob. So uh, Jason Smith and Brady Papinga have gone a little back and forth on Twitter today. And uh, I think uh, I think both of them – are saying things that are interesting. One of them is right and one of them is wrong. So what do you think about this? Papinga is tweeting back at a pro football talk story that talks about how the Browns passed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. And listen to what Brady says, because I think this is really important, because we do this to teams, and it's not fair. Oh, my gosh, you passed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson? Well, Papinga says, how many times do we have to say this? If the Browns would have taken Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson, they wouldn't be Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson as we know them today. System is just as important as drafting the right guys. I firmly believe that, especially yeah, I, a little at the bit, quarterback but I, position. But also, also, I do look at, and I, and I hear that part, and there's validity to it, yep. but it's also where people miss on players. Oh, no doubt. I mean, there's, there's no, talented there's, guys. There's talented guys sure, who, not who are missed on. And you don't, to say that you don't know that Carson Wentz comes there and he's not Carson Wentz, that's, that's, you don't know that for sure well, because when he gets there, who knows if he has some influence and they, they have to make a change because he, do you know what I'm saying? You yes, don't but, know that. You yes, don't know but, that. But let's, let's also, I'm just saying, it's let's not look a, at the team that he's with. He was going to be the MVP. They lost him, and they still won the Super Bowl. But it doesn't so make that tells me that he's got a really good team. No, he the the, the Eagles have a great have a great and team. So, There's no so doubt about it. I don't it. know if he like what percentage of himself he would be if but he'd we don't the know. Browns. It would be less than a hundred, less than what he is now. But we I, I firmly believe. Okay, that. I mean you could take that guess, and that would be a good educated guess. But it doesn't mean that it it it's going to be so. Also, he could have gone there and they wouldn't go 0-16 and they win eight games. Yeah. Right? So oh, that would be a big difference. 100%. Okay. I'm not by, – by no stretch am I saying – That he goes that, there and they're 0-16. Yeah, that he looks They're-right. like Deshaun Kaiser. No. I'm not saying that at all. But we've, we've watched this. We have the evidence of this. We don't need to guess. This is this is bit like my favorite example of it I always use is Kurt Warner. Why would Kurt Warner be – the quarterback of the greatest show on turf, 
and then late in his career go to the Cardinals, steal the job from Matt Leinart, and take a Wobegon franchise to the Super Bowl, but in between be a member of the New York Giants and he couldn't hit a receiver 10 yards from But him. you got to remember this too. He also, on that season, he had a bad thumb. And remember how many fumbles he he had a bad thumb? And and I know people want to poo-poo it, but he played and he remember quarterback with he a bad could, thumb. With a bad yeah, thumb, he couldn't hold on to the football and sure. couldn't make and couldn't make the throws. He got it healthy. He went to Arizona, and you're right. Oh, was this close? Was two oh. minutes in a, a, a San Antonio home? Holmes, right. Great catch in the end zone from winning a second Super Bowl. All right, and so then Jason Smith tweets back at Brady about. Okay, so if Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz goes to Cleveland, they wouldn't be Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz. So Jason writes, so dot, 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 my Steph Curry take. Now, do you know Jason's Steph Curry take? What is it? It has been actually cemented, voted uh, by the uh, National Sports Media Society of America. I'm making that up. He's a uh, system player. The National Sports Media Society of America has voted Jason Smith's Steph Curry take. The worst take of the decade. Oh, stop. It is the worst take of the decade that Steph Curry is a system quarterback and that basically any talented uh, point guard could go do what he does for the Warriors. If you need Exhibit A, you can go ahead and watch them getting absolutely trucked in Portland last night without the help of Steph Curry. They're a completely different team with him uh, versus what they are without him. If you don't understand the finer intricacies of what Curry does beyond being the best shooter in history, I feel bad for you because you're missing out on a hell of a show. He's a six-foot, 170-pound, soaking wet, tiny, overlooked player from Davidson who is absolutely alongside LeBron and Kevin Durant and James Harden running the NBA, and it's iconic. And if you think that it's replaceable, I feel terrible for you. I don't have a take. <laughs> nothing? I have nothing for what you. What do you mean? I have no take for you. Why? I just because I, That feels tactical. No, no. Yeah, I have, like I have, you have a take, but you don't want to give it because you I, think you're going to tick me off. No, I have no take. I just have no take on that. How That's can your, you have no take? I have no take you on that. You can either just agree or disagree. No, I have no take. I'm going to let you own that. You, you can own that. You thought that was a good walk-off? I just uh, like a mic, you, did I just mic did I mic drop? I just let you walk off with that. You 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 said it to where I don't think there's any wiggle room for anything. He's the greatest <laughs> thing since sliced bread. I did not say that. Said. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And we could use uh Softy Mahler coming in here earlier. Softy. Softy came in here earlier. You asked him one question and he got furious you with you for sticking words in his mouth. I know you like that. Steve, I do. I'm Steve good Hart- with that. Steve Hartman and I work at the same place seven you days like a week. If I need somebody to put words in my mouth that Steve I didn't say, it. I've got Steve. Okay. I don't need you. Okay. Does that work? All right, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> all right, beautiful. Um, Amy Trask is amazing. You're going to want to listen to her words, uh, and she's joining us coming up next. Mark and Rob. Amy Trask is one of the smartest people that comes on sports radio shows. She'll be on in just a couple. So hang tight. Always love our conversations with Amy, with Rob Parker, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio. Really appreciate you spending some of your Saturday with us. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. And uh, it's it's so weird today because it's so damp and wet. Boring here in L.A. Yeah. yeah, in L.A. it's really, really like seems weird. I feel like I'm in Detroit. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So That's this, so this show like. is on nationally. Do you understand how many people get hot and bothered when someone in L.A. is like, 
It is so crazy outside. Yes, I there know. There is water on the ground. It's raining out here. I have a hoodie on, and the sleeves are not rolled up. Like, I get it. It is crazy today. I know people don't want to hear that <laughs> around the rest of the country. It's so mad. But it's true. If y'all came here for just even a week, you'd understand, like you would fit right in. It shakes us to our core. It, it does. And I've only you're been just here. Like, I don't know. I've got three kids. You even asked me earlier, you're like, what the hell do you do? I said, are you going all movies day? or bowling you're or three, somewhere? What are you three right. kids? What do you do all day? I'm like, I don't know. Right. Normally <laughs> your son's baseball <laughs> game got it canceled. Got rained out. Right. We got rain outs. I mean, my daughter had a basketball game, so that was cool. That was their one chance to get out of the house, but that's over in an hour. I mean, my wife's going out tonight with a friend, and I got three kids, and it's pouring. Man. I am a host. Can I do the next show, too? Can I, Honestly, guys, tell Ephraim to stay home. I'll do the Just next do show. Just do the next show. Oh, Just my might as gosh. Well. What the hell is waiting for me at home tonight? That's not going to go well. Um, all right, Amy Trask and a couple. What do you make of this Odell Beckham situation? And if you're just joining us. So um, I don't even understand how this video came to be. It's sort of pieced together. You can find it online. It's like seven seconds. Odell is in a bed. There's pizza. But he's, he's dressed. He's dressed. Right, he's There's dressed. There's pizza, and he's speaking to a female, and he says something about, um, I'm, trying to, get I'm you- trying to get you to sleep with. And then it cuts off, and then some sort of, you know, super zoom in. It looks like he has, like, a brown cigarette or, brown like, cigarette could be weed or, or something. Or whatever. But no, I'm yeah. just saying it could be. And I'm, then there's this over on the side table. There's, like, these three white lines. And so it's blurry, and everyone's speculating, and I certainly don't want to go there. No, we, I we, like Odell. I have no idea what any of this is or why so many people are intent on, like, Ooh, let's find on social media seven seconds of grainy video and see if we can ruin someone's career. But uh, this is the day and age we live in. Amy Trask now joins us, football analyst, CBS Sports, former CEO of the Raiders. Amy, if this ever happened with one of your players, like what does a team go through? How do you guys handle something like this? Well, I think the first thing that we all need to remember is People can do anything with photographs on social media or otherwise. I mean, look, this isn't the day and age where you took a picture and the picture necessarily and accurately reflected what was going on. So maybe the picture's accurate. Maybe it's not. Um, and then there's a host of other issues. But, you know, my advice um, to everybody is take, no pun intended, Take a deep breath. And that's actually kind of funny that I just said that. But it, <laughs> it, it really is no pun intended. Before we rush to judgment, before we leap to conclusions, let's just sort of sit back and, and let this unfold a bit. And then there's a myriad of issues. I mean, there's the fact that he's on his own time. Uh, you know, it's not in season. Right. People have different views as to the use of marijuana, if in fact that's what was going on. And I don't want to speculate, just like you men wisely said, you don't want to speculate. Um, there's just all sorts of issues. But but let me ask you this, Sam. You said it's uh, the off-season or whatever. But when you represent an organization, is there really an off-season? You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, always, I, I look at it as, as this way. I work for Fox Sports Radio 24-7, whether I'm on the air or not. If I'm doing something publicly, right, I represent the, radios, the radio network. You know what, Rob, that's a sensational point. It's an absolutely sensational point. And I used to remind people of that 
with the Raiders for all the years I was there, and I'm cognizant of that now that I'm with CBS. So that's a well-stated point. I think what I was saying was a little bit different, and, and your point is correct, but I was thinking simply I was wearing my I-went-to-law-school background and thinking of the league rules as relates to drug testing and substances. But in terms of representing an organization, you're absolutely right. And look, people have very, very varying uh, use of cannabis. It's legal in some states. It's not in others. There's federal law. There's NFL law. And I take a lot of teasing for my views about marijuana because, yes, I went to Berkeley. And, <laughs> yes, I live at Venice Beach. So uh -oh. go ahead. Tease me <laughs> if you wish. But, um, you know, I'm, I have a more relaxed view about that. Um, than do some people. Well, I tell you what, Amy, that's an interesting point right now because I, I find it strange for a company like the NFL to say we've got teams in however many different states and they all, each state, have different rules with regard to marijuana. So let's take Reuben Foster, for example. He's involved in a very serious arrest from a couple of weeks ago, but prior to that, a few weeks before that, he was cited in Alabama for marijuana. It, it's a national story, and I'm wondering if everybody realizes that the fan base in San Francisco is like, yeah, whatever. I mean, well, nobody I mean, cares about that at all there. Well, and then there's another issue when we look at marijuana or cannabis, which is recreational versus medicinal. And the thing that puzzles me is, look, we all know the stories about the use of painkillers for football players, whether it's Toradol or an opiate or, you know, any number of painkillers. And I won't go into the medicinal issues related to Toradol or the, you know, the issues related to um, narcotics, different painkillers medically prescribed by doctors. If, in fact, and some people believe the science on this and others don't, but if you accept that marijuana can alleviate pain, I don't understand why people would be bothered if a player uses marijuana prescribed by a doctor to treat pain as opposed to a narcotic or an opiate or Toradol. In other words, if a doctor is prescribing something for pain relief, I know I would rather my loved one use medically prescribed marijuana than Toradol. So that's a whole nother issue as relates to marijuana. No doubt about it. I, I want to ask you a question about uh, the NFL ending their uh, uh, their partnership with Papa John's. Give me some insight. Yeah, I mean, they were a big-time sponsor of the NFL, and, and some stuff happened this past year where uh, they, didn't, they didn't, I guess, Papa John didn't appreciate the uh, uh, protest by the, some players. And they went public, said it hurt their business, and all of a sudden they're out. How does that all happen? Well, let me put on my business hat for a moment, or I guess I've never taken it off, right. and tell you <laughs> that, you know, I, whatever one's view is on the anthems, and I have very strong views because I don't believe that the players were ever protesting the anthem. They were using the moment of the anthem to protest injustices, and that's all become conflated. But... Putting aside the underlying issue, and there are strong feelings on both sides of the equation, um, for the CEO of a business, in the context in which he did, to make those remarks, so he wasn't answering a question. Those were pre-prepared remarks. And I think, again, putting aside the anthem issue and whether you 
are in favor of what you know players are doing or against it. That was absolute business irresponsibility. Um, I was just stunned by that. I, I, I really. I, I, I agree I, with you. I, I thought that was. I, I just thought. Did he really help his business or did he hurt it? Clearly I, not. I oh. thought he hurt his business. I mean, clearly. And and it was just, um, you know, look, it's one thing to respond to a question. It's another thing. He clearly was just waiting to seize that moment. But putting that aside for a moment, look, one thing I learned um, as part of the National Football League for almost 30 years is next man up, and that applies to sponsors as well. So the league made a decision, okay, we want a pizza sponsor. It's not going to be Papa John's anymore. Who we got, you know, <laughs> you learn next man up. And, and in this instance, next man up wasn't who's next on the roster when a man goes down. It's who's next on the sponsor roster. And they did a deal. Amy Trask is joining us. Analyst, CBS Sports, former CEO of the Raiders, now CEO of the Big Three, by the way. Looking forward to that this summer. Amy, uh, what about this? Uh, I wonder, you know, having been around GMs the way you were and whatnot in the draft process, how much can you tell about a guy based on his previous drafts? In other words, I looked at John Dorsey's four drafts with the Kansas City Chiefs, and in those four years, he only twice took a running back anywhere in the draft, and both times it was round three or later. So this idea that now that they have Tyrod Taylor in Cleveland, they maybe are going to go with Saquon Barkley number one overall, like the idea of a running back number one overall, crazy to me. I don't think John Dorsey is doing that. Uh, can I can I draw that line, or or is it totally year to year? You know what I don't. You know it's a that whole do you take a running back that high is a very very sexy topic. And look, we can all point to a number of examples. Terrell Davis was a sixth round pick. Right um, now, I understand there were mitigating circumstances in or extenuating circumstances involving baseball. But I'm just going to throw this out there. We took a chance and took Bo Jackson in the seventh. And, and, boy, did that, and boy, did that work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and, no, it wasn't. A, it was not an illegal play. I'm, I'm just being facetious when yeah. I say that yes. about the Bengals. <laughs> the injury was a fluke freak injury. It was a fair play. It was a legitimate play. But it was against the Bengals. Yep. So that's why I made that comment. But I don't want anyone to think I'm suggesting it wasn't a, a, a dirty play. You're clear. You're clear. Yeah, you're um, good. But look, you know, there are a lot of examples of really, really good backs taken in lower rounds. Now, if John Dorsey or if the Cleveland Browns think that Barkley is just a transcendent back and, and you know, someone that they have to have to have to have, maybe they do take him that high. Uh, you know, they don't have just one hole to fill, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, Amy, wonderful to have you as always. always. Thank you so much. Always my pleasure to join you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks right. for the knowledge. Yes, indeed. Amy Trask, analyst, CBS Sports, former CEO of the Raiders, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Mary Kay Cabot on the Browns uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Let's take some calls on all things, uh, not just Cleveland, but with regard to the handling of the top of the draft. 877-99 on Fox. Who do you think is going to be the first pick Well, or, or at the top? Yeah, now that you've got Tyrod Taylor, would you consider doing something other than a quarterback? I'm going to mark it in ink. I've got a Sharpie. I'm taking Sam Darnold. I'm not even batting an eye on this thing. But are you buying what Cleveland is doing? What would you do at the top of the draft? 877-99 on Fox is the number, Mark and Rob.
All right, Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. Help you keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Rob Parker. I'm Mark Willard, Mary Kay Cabot. In just a few, I want to pass this along. Tweeted out by Josina Anderson. Um, this is an interesting tweet for a couple of reasons. First off, I'm told free agent cornerback Richard Sherman is discussing a potential three-year deal with the 49ers. Per Sherman. Well, is that the source? (laughs) It's just like, I'm told it's possible that Sherman might be talking with the 49ers. Who who told you that? Uh, Sherman did. So so does it say source (laughs) in it again? No. It doesn't say source. It just says, says, I'm told that Richard Sherman is discussing a potential three-year deal with the Niners. It's like, well, who told you? Uh, Richard Sherman. Sherman, right. Right. So per, per Sherman, Sherman is discussing. A three-year deal with the Niners. Our telephone number is 877-99 on Fox. And uh, if you want to chime in about the draft, we're about to talk about that, take some calls about what the Browns should do up high, even with all the trades and movement that they've made I mean, in listen, the last couple of days. 100%. And I'm, I'm listen, I don't know who they evaluate as the best quarterback, but whoever it is, that's who, that's who you take at number one, uh, period. Uh, I think it's Sam Darnold. I think that's where they're leaning. They haven't seen his pro day yet. Assuming he comes and does exactly what they expect him to do in his pro day, uh, that's what I'm doing at the number one pick. Um, There's no way I'm going to get wooed by a big-time running back. I know everyone's going to take this as, oh, you know, I don't buy Saquon Barkley. I buy Saquon Barkley. just think that you could get a running back later on. There are a bunch of running backs in this draft that I buy. And so, Just like wide receivers and other skill positions. Why would I spend one of the top five picks in the draft on a guy if I can get, even if it's a little bit less, if I can get almost the same thing a round or two later, sorry, I'm doing that. And then as far as the whole quarterback running back thing, I've been saying it all week, you don't shop for a couch if you don't have a house. You don't even worry about a running back until you've got a quarterback. And I know you got Tyrod Taylor now, but that's a one-year placeholder who's under contract for one more year. Uh, you have him come in so that you can compete, win some games, set a culture. You got to start winning and, and in take, Cleveland. It's, been, right. it's just you, you can't you, keep doing this. They're, what they won one one game, one game in the last, in the last two, two years. Seasons. And, and, right. and, and, can't do it. And you got it, and that takes pressure off of your incoming starter. Uh, Eric, one of the producers here, said earlier, this is exactly like Mike Glennon and Mitch Trubisky. And that's exactly what the Browns are doing. Tyrod Taylor is the Glennon, and they're going to go draft Sam Darnold and work him in. And if that means week two or t- week 10 or next year, fine. But that's, that's the way you play this. Let's go to Terry in Ohio. Terry, what do you think? Thanks, Terry. What's going on today? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's All up? Good. Hey, uh, I'm just thinking more along the lines. There's three different ways the Browns could probably go with that pick. Okay. Well, you know, <clears throat> the Giants absolutely want Saquon Barkley. I don't know that for sure at all, Terry, and, uh, and nobody I, does. I know nobody knows it, but they sure are hinting about it. Of course they are, which actually is clue number one that they're not interested in him at all. Everything you hear this time of year is a lie, Terry. Trust me. 
Well, I don't know, man. I'm thinking that that's probably it. Doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. <laughs> well, it doesn't no, it does matter? No, You're yeah. a fan. You got your your take. We want to hear. That's, that's why you called in. That's right. I mean, yeah. well, you, Rob, is Terry, and 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 we can hear more from Terry. But Rob, uh, off the air, we were talking earlier. You think the Giants would be crazy to do I, anything other than quarterback? I think they would be crazy. I just when you have that opportunity to get a quarterback with with the draft and all these quarterbacks around. And as much as I get the Eli Manning thing, I get it, okay? When a guy wins you two Super Bowls, right, and is the MVP of both and has these uh, historic throws yeah, that you always remember and all sure. that. Yeah, I get all that. So I'm not trying to poo-poo that. But it's what did uh, David Gascon say earlier, was it? that the, or, or the, I guess we had 13 losses was the most they had since going back to the 40s yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you know, like yes. for such a long time. It's not every day – that the Giants lose 13 games and get a top a chance to get a quarterback at with such a high pick. So you got to take advantage of it Correct. when that time comes. That's all. The Giants aren't one of those teams that's going to be out of the mix for 10, 15 years. So you got to grab that guy now. Terry, what else did you have? You said there are a few different options on how they could do this. Well, they, if, if the Giants are that hot on this guy, they can make people – you know, maybe make a deal to trade out of that first pick. And still they're going to have the fourth. And if they make it the second or third uh, team after them with a pick that wants to get into that first pick to get their guy, they have an option to do that as well. And by the way, (laughs) Eli did not win those games. The defense won those games. Please, man, get out of here with that. Eli won (laughs) those. That's why he was the MVP in both. Stop it. Stop it. Stop that. that. Well, Terry, thanks for calling. Listen, he was a part of it. Uh, There were other players that did stuff, and he he did what he did. Yeah, People say whatever they want, but don't take away what Eli did. No, he's a a Hall of Fame quarterback, but but he's also also not necessarily that anymore. Um, No, I'm saying that. I I agree. Look at his stats over the last six years. They've they've gone nothing but down, but I'll tell you that. I will give Eli credit till the cows come home. And no Super Bowls. You see sure. that throw to Manningham? Sure. It's an no, unbelievable absolutely. throw. No, you don't win a Super Bowl on accident, okay? Uh, that's why What? You, Nick Wright? Don't why, shake your head in there. No, that's why that's why your oh, other lucky. Ra- that's why your, lucky. Uh, your other radio partner with the whole Nick Fools thing. Yes, that's why, Brian, yeah, no. That just barely lost to Jason Smith for worst take of the decade. No, that's the worst Because one. you don't win a Super Bowl and you're just like, oh, uh, wow, he just totally and moonwalked it, into that. No, you won the freaking Super Bowl. And, and this was the other thing. He that beat did, the greatest quarterback of all time. What drives me crazy is that Brady had 505 yards and, and, and he was outplayed. He was outplayed. By Nick Foles. Um, yes, he was. All right. They, it's well, about they, they points, not about yards. No, stop. stop they, it, they, Nick. they were both great. They were just, can we no, leave it at that? They, they, they were both great. 877-99 on Fox. One thing that I think is also interesting in this conversation, though, is people keep going, well, you could trade the first pick, and then you can just, uh, you know, you got the fourth pick, and you can grab whatever quarterback is there. Now, that's not how you play the quarterback position. You fall in love with your guy, and you ask him to the dance. The running back position is the one where you say, oh, we can't get that one? Don't worry, there's another one waiting. You don't do that with quarterback, man. You don't say, well, hey, if Allen or Rosen or whoever the hell's there, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just take whoever's you, left over. You fall, you fall in love, you get on the knee, and you ask one woman to marry you, okay? Len, North Hollywood, next. Len, hey, what's going on? Hey, Len. Okay, um, 
with the first pick, I would take Sam Darnold. Okay. And with the fourth pick, I would uh, probably uh, address either offensive line or the de- defensive tackle position. Yep. Uh, that sounds, that makes all out. sense. Go ahead. It makes no sense, you say? No, it, it makes, makes a, lot of a, sense. a lot of sense. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there's a defensive tackle, I think, plays for Alabama. I think he's uh, coming out this year. I don't know his name. And then there's a guard out of Notre Dame, but he's a guard. But uh, you don't know the situation with um, Joe Thomas if he's retiring or not. So you may want to, you know, show up that position either with the tackle, guard, or defensive tackle. And I don't know if they have any second-round picks or not. I don't they know do. Cleveland. They, okay. they, they do. Okay. That pick, um, I don't know if Martavius Bryant is a free agent. He was the, uh, the backup um, running back for the Vikings behind Dalvin Cook, who they drafted last year. Uh, maybe uh, if he is a free agent, they could probably move that pick to the uh, okay. uh, Vikings. Yeah, Len, thanks. You're, you're confusing names. Martavis Bryant is a receiver for the Steelers, um, not the uh, not the backup I'm running back for that. the Vikings. I got a headache. Yeah, that was, <laughs> so, that was there's a lot going on there. But no, is, look, he, is he a draft guru? No, or no, most of what most of what he was saying makes sense. Uh, I think. Look, you take Darnold number one, and then with that number four pick, you 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 just sit there for a second and you open your ears because. The, the race for quarterbacks is going to be intense, and the phone is going to be ringing. Um, our phone is going to be ringing with Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns for Cleveland.com, coming up in one minute. So we'll get into all of this stuff with her. Uh, but right now, let's get in Gascon. And uh, Gascon and I both watching an incredibly ah. tense uh, <laughs> Mountain West Conference final right now between San Diego State and New Mexico it's a two-point lead for the Aztecs. They're hanging on tight, uh, and this is very nerve-wracking, and so Dave might throw up at any moment. I, Take I it away, might, Dave. I might, and you know what? It might actually match the board that I'm working on, too, so I don't know if anyone would have to clean this thing up. Uh, New Mexico <laughs> just popped a three, though, so the only thing is New Mexico now leads San Diego State 52-51. Ah, crap. Yeah. 11.43 to play in the second half. Right. Other ball game that's going on right now, Big 12 uh, championship game. West Virginia leading Kansas 51-47. Providence and Villanova in the Big East championship game there. Number two, Villanova leading this game is on Big Boy Fox. It's 28-23. Finals from earlier today, number eight, Cincinnati won. They beat Memphis. Wichita State fell to Houston 77-74. Rhode Island won. And also UMBC. Rob, do you know what UMBC is? Uh, UMBC, University of... Uh, Missouri basketball clinic. I used to wa- I used what? to work for that TV station. Shut up, UMMB. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get I think I get mail from them. Is I get I do. I get mail from residual checks. Is that in the right? brown? Is that in the brown something, something to do with my health benefits. Uh-oh. I have no idea. Yeah, University something. of Maryland, Baltimore County. Got it. Oh. Got it. Are yes. they in? They're in. They beat Vermont 65-62. They snapped a twenty-three game losing streak. What? To Vermont. Yes. All right. Look forward to them getting the beat down by Duke in four days. <laughs> That's going right. to be fine. And Vermont's coach much. didn't get on the bus to go home. I yeah. think he just decided that no. that was that. Man, oh, man. <laughs> National Football League news. Giants reportedly have asked Dominic Rogers Cromartie to take a pay cut. He's owed $6.5 million a season. Richard Sherman looking at a couple of teams, one of them in the NFC West that is the San Francisco 49ers. 
He will visit the Detroit Lions as well. Major League Baseball one-note twins and free agent pitcher Lance Lynn have agreed on a one-year deal worth $12 million. Dave, great stuff. Thank yes, you. Appreciate it, buddy. Awesome job today. All right, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com, 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part figuring out which way is easier. With Rob Parker, Mark Willard, and here comes Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat writer, Cleveland.com, joining us live Mary, thanks so much for coming on. I got one quick question. What's up? Mary, how, how many years have you been covering the Browns? Oh, my goodness. I stopped counting uh, somewhere <laughs> in, the, uh, in the high 20s, so it's been a little while. I, I was going to say, you've been there forever. I've just, <laughs> I just didn't know how many years, over 20. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it is unbelievable. Oh, love it. Mary, thank you so much for coming on. Like, uh, they're not thinking about Saquon Barkley at number one overall, are they? You know what? I wouldn't 100% rule it out. Now, I think ultimately they will find a quarterback that they'd like well enough to take at number one. But at this point, uh, I think it is possible because it gives them an opportunity to land what they might perceive as uh, the best player in this draft, along with getting a quarterback that they really like at number four overall. And I do think that the uh, acquisition of Tyrod Taylor uh, kind of gives them a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of leeway to maybe wait until number four for their quarterback if they so choose. Okay, what and and the the, the Tyrod Taylor move? How surprised were you by that? Or uh, it makes sense, especially since this organization needs to start winning some games and give them a, a, a another quarterback, a good guy who's won in the National Football League. But how surprised were you that they made that move? Uh, well, you know what, not uh, not too terribly surprised because we knew that. Uh, at least by Monday, that they were going to be uh, trying to trade for a quarterback or trying to uh, negotiate for one of the free agents. And you kind of have to strike quickly in these situations. And, you know, there were other teams that were, you know, after Tyrod, and uh, there are not that many good veteran quarterbacks available. So they knew they had to get one, and they gave up that third-round pick. Uh, You know, they outbid some teams for more, and I think they're pretty happy with the whole thing. Mary, if you are one of these young quarterbacks, and it's been something that's been talked about a lot for the last few months, like Darnold, Rosen, do you want to end up in Cleveland? And both of them have have sort of danced around it for the most part. There have been rumors and whispers they don't want to go. But if you kind of take the whole history, uniform, all of that away, Jarvis Landry on one side, Josh Gordon on the other, my GM is is John Dorsey, um, it's getting pretty attractive for a quarterback, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, like you said, uh, you know, you've got Josh Gordon, you've got uh, Jarvis Lander, you've got David Njoku, you've got Corey Coleman, who needs to step it up. But, uh, you know, there there are some pretty good weapons on the team now, and I think they might keep going. I still think that, you know, they might pursue uh, a Terrell Pryor. And then you look at the draft picks that they have, they're going to add five more, probably five more impact players with the first five picks in the draft. So, uh, there, there are a lot of good things still to come, and I, you know, I really do feel like the vibe is changing. I feel like uh, John Dorsey has come in here and he has basically said, you know what, uh, we're not messing around with this. We are going to be aggressive. We're going to get to winning as soon as possible, and enough of this losing, enough of the rebuilding. It's time to reward these Cleveland Browns fans with, with some joy, with some victories, and get this thing turned around. Speaking of the fans, where are they? I mean, I covered the Lions when they went 0-16, so I know what that can be like. Where are the fans now? Are they getting excited? 
uh, that they have so many, you know, picks and opportunities here and they're making some moves and they got a new GM who looks like he knows what he's doing. Where's the fan base? Oh, yeah, the fans are very excited. You know, all they have really wanted were, you know, were things to get excited about and things to, uh, you know, to come back for. And they keep coming back year after year, even when, uh, you know, things look bleak. They just are still there. It's such a loyal fan base. It's a great fan base. And now they have some things to get excited about. Uh, you know, in addition to uh, the players that are coming in, you know, you've got Todd Haley here, the offensive coordinator. So I think that'll be really good. Um, I think that there will be uh, some offensive fireworks this year. And I, like I said, there'll be more to come. I mean, if you add uh, Saquon Barkley to this mix, which I think there is a, a possible chance that they could do that, um, then, um, you know, then you're looking at some really uh, interesting things going on on the football field this year. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, joining us. Uh, Mary, it's hard for some fans and media members um, to really wrap their head around a coach going 1-31 and and keeping his job. Uh, but that's happened. But what about next? In other words, now that there are some actual real players there and a veteran quarterback, no matter what they do with the rookie, like what does Hugh Jackson need to do this year in order to keep going? Well, you know, I mean, I think everything that you're seeing right now is designed for them to win football games. This is not about, you know, 2019, 2020, uh, this is about actually getting some victories on the board this year, about going out and scoring some points and winning some football games. And I think that, you know, they probably will do that. And, uh, you know, I think I think he should be okay. I think, uh, I think he's really going to have a lot of fun with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's probably, uh, you know, already getting his pencil out and drawing up some nice things for, Tyrod, the Jarvis Landry, and you know the possibilities are, are starting to the wheels are I'm sure are, are clicking and uh, and I I think he'll he'll show that he's not the guy that he was here uh, that went one and thirty one. I was gonna say just your gut on him as a coach when you when you watch and all the losing the last two years do you say to yourself he just doesn't have enough or maybe there's some things that could have been done where are you on him as, as a football coach? Uh, I was very much in the you could not win with that roster camp. You've okay. got to be able to score points. I mean, you know, you've got a rookie quarterback. You know, he went into last season with three quarterbacks, uh, none of whom had ever won a football game in the NFL, not one of them. So, you know, when, when Deshaun Kaiser struggled, there was no one to turn to. I mean, there was just nowhere to go. So it was, it was a tough year for everyone, and Deshaun, you know, turned the ball over a ton, especially in the red zone, and then you had – uh, defensive players who were not uh, able to take it away at all. They, you know, they finished minus I think it was 28 in the uh, turnover differential, which was way, way, way below anybody else. And you're never going to win a football game like that. So I think uh, I think you should see, you know, a different, a whole different mindset, a different football team. Mary, great to have you. Thank yes. you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, guys. I right, appreciate it. There it is, Mary Kay Cabot. On the Browns she's, for she's Cleveland.com. She's been there forever. So I she's mean, like the she's like the opposite of Rob Parker. She's just like right. gets one job. And she sticks with and it. And just hangs there for, for 30 years. Exactly. It's over. I know it's over 25. Because <laughs> I, I remember the days of going to Cleveland and she was there. Uh, all right. 877-99 on Fox is the number. More of your phone calls coming up next. Fox Sports Radio. All right. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
Mark Willett, Rob Parker. I'm, uh, I got a lot of emotions going on all at one time right now. Uh, the radio station I work for during the week, Monday through Friday, extra 1360, flagship San Diego State. They Always in- thinking about yourself. Well, no, I'm thinking about them. No, I know, but I'm, but ultimately, I, it's about you and your show. And well, what, sure, well, to a saying. degree, but I mean, yeah, like I mean, when you follow a team, you start to pull for them. We have these guys on the show all the time. We get to know them a little bit. Like you're pulling for them. So I'm always pulling for the best story. The best story is not always a good one. Well, no, that's that's well, a good point. I'm just saying. That's I don't think there's any ma- there's no, no, no major story that comes out of this. No, no, no. Like, but I'm just saying. San Diego State's playing New but, Mexico. One of them's going to go to the tournament. But don't one you, of them's I mean, not. I'm just saying. Sometimes there's a good story there. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'll say this about uh, San Diego State: they were 13 and 10, and now they've won eight in a row to get to this moment. Uh, they're down by six with seven and a half to go. So I'm nervous on that one. I'm excited. About and I know I'm a golf nerd. I get it, but come on, man. What's going on? Where's Tiger Woods tomorrow? Did he, where is he? Did one he shot back. Was oh, that where he one finished? shot back? He's the second place. He's okay. one shot back. Tomorrow is Sunday. Tiger Woods red polo Sunday final groups drama. Like that's great. I'm excited about that. I know you're not. I'm so excited. <laughs> If he wins, I think that. Well, that's, I don't understand if you do, you understand what I'm saying is that I I I kind of jumped off of the Tiger thing because he hasn't won in such a of long course, time. Of course, that's understandable. Okay, and I'm just saying once he wins again, and I look at him and say he's won, then I'll be like, I could pay attention. Okay, but let me. Let I me, know what you're saying. Let you're, me liken that but, to but big time sports. Like, but you're a golfer. But right? who did you? But but you're a who golfer. Did, give me a team that you grew up rooting for. I, I, the only team I would say there were two teams that grew I really up. grew yeah. up that that I lived and died right. with were the Mets okay. and the Jets. Those okay, were the Mets two did. teams that I grew the, up, lived and died, whether they won or lost. Okay, let's say, and I know as a media member, you've sort of like forfeited your fandom. Yeah, that, it's been four let, years. Let's right. say that you're still a Jets fan, and they haven't won a Super Bowl in forever. Since 1969. What you're saying about Tiger is, in essence, um, like, I'll wait until the Jets win the Super Bowl and just call me and tell me that, and then I'll get interested no, again. totally like, different. No, you want to experience it when it happens. Yeah, but for, for me, with Tiger, and this is coming from Tiger, Yeah, is it just winning or winning majors? Well, that's a fair point. Okay, so, so hear me out. So if he wins, say he wins the, the tournament tomorrow, right? He wins. Yep. yep. Then you're like... Wow, he's back to where he can win win a tournament, which means that that now you could believe that maybe there's a possibility he can win a major again. Okay, but see, until I don't, he, until I, don't I don't pin that on whether or not he wins tomorrow. If he ends up losing by a stroke, like Tiger I, is, Tiger is. I don't. Wanna, I, I know him, Tiger's I, back. I need I've to been, see him win. I need to see him win again. Uh, that's just he's me. contending here, man. That's that's got to be good enough. If he falls, if he falls tomorrow, if he folds, that's a story and that's a problem. Okay, but if he okay. but if he doesn't fold and he loses by one stroke, like he's completely still, you know, a factor at the Masters as they go into that thing. Um, all right. San Diego State just went on an eight nothing run while we we're having that conversation. So that went pretty well. Six and a half to go there. They're up by two. What did I tell you earlier? What did yeah, I just no, say? I, well, I wasn't giving up. All right, I said the game ain't over. <laughs> uh, Doug in South Carolina apparently has been mad at me for the better part of the uh, Obama and Trump administration. Wow. Let's uh, let's let's find out what's no. going on with Doug. Doug right, thanks so for calling. You're obviously, hey Mark, you're obviously getting the producer's notes. I don't dislike you. I, in fact, I, I really love hearing you two in particular together. I wish Fox would 
finalize it and keep you all together on the weekend. I'm one of the people who listens all weekend. I love the weekend crew more than I love the weekday crew anyway. Me, us too. That's so hey. crazy. See, we're like the same guy. All right, anyway, Rob, so I've been following you for a while, man. It's crazy. I'm I'm a Southerner, but I'm a Reds fan and a Lions fan for lots of different reasons. Just been following you for a while. Glad to hear on Fox. Now, I don't know how you do it with Mark Willer. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> okay, let's hear this. Yes, hey, let's hear it. Come on. I don't know how you do this. Like, I call him the SJW, right? The Social Justice Normally, it's Warrior. It's Willard. Social, oh, Justice, social Justice Willard. Very good. That's like, a, I need to get a T-shirt. I need to get a Mark, T-shirt. That's amazing. Mark, yes. Mark, yes. you've got to stop looking at sports through a lens. Rob has it right. This is an escape. We, we, I want to see sports for sports. I want to listen to sports for sports. I don't, I don't Whether I agree or disagree with politics and this and that, it just doesn't matter, man. I want to see action on the field. Okay, I but, love the behind-the-scenes stuff, the trades, but... Your comparison of uh, uh, what uh, of uh, Rob's fandom with the Jets is a perfect example. That's nothing like Tiger winning another tournament. You're equating these things. That is crazy. No, well, no, talk, but, well man. Doug, Doug. First off, let me respond. First of all, we haven't said a darn word about politics like in months, so I don't even know where that comes from. Secondly, the comparison of the Jets to Tiger is exactly the same thing. If you listen to what I said. I didn't say that a golf tournament is anything like the Super Bowl. What I said was, if somebody you root for hasn't done something in a long time, and then they have a chance to do it, Rob is simply saying, yeah, just tell me if they do it, and then I'll get interested and watch next time. Well, but because- I'm like, how would you not want to experience it the first time that it happens. That's like saying when we're in high school, some girl finally says, I want to sleep with you, and you're like, tell me about it, and if it's good, I'll do it next time. No! Like, I want to be there. I want to experience these things. How can you not want to watch Tiger play tomorrow if he's going to win? Don't You don't want to hear about it? That's what I'm saying. I've, uh, because we've had these. Uh, I think I watched American Pie last night, and that's why my mind is on this. Are I'm you sorry okay? about that. Okay. I'm fine. After yeah. American Pie? <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah? It's a good movie. You, you like remember a, American you like, Pie, yes, right? Like American I turned it on right as the apple pie came out. I was going to say. It was crazy. Nice and warm. I'm like, I can't turn this off. The apple pie's here. Apple right. pie a la mode. <laughs> it wasn't a la mode back then. Yes, you wanted to say? I was just saying. <laughs> you got me thrown off, but I was just saying. That's the idea. If if he if he wins tomorrow, yeah. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of I want to see Tiger win again, and then I would, would be like, I would be more inclined to pay attention to him as he goes forward and tries to win some, some other majors. That's, that's fine. That's it. No, that's, that's great. That's all. And, and you know what? If he loses tomorrow, I'll look at it. Even if it's by one or two strokes or three strokes, I'll say it's just another like uh, false alarm that he's not well all, all the way there okay, yet. Okay, but and what it, if he shoots just, a sixty-seven and some other guy shoots a sixty-six? Like that's that's what I mean about experiencing it. In fact, to take it to Doug's point, you know, social justice Willard, like I've got to start watching sports just for sports. Well, no, 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 no. See, the beauty of all this is that we all get to watch this for however it it sits with us. So you like to say sports has a short menu, wins and losses. Great. That's how you watch sports. It's not how I you watch know, I it. No, I came up with that. I would, That's mine. I would find that to be wildly boring. I have a podcast called Ballers with Babies. What's the whole deal? I talk to interesting people in sports. 
with the blend of their professional and sports life with their family life and all things that are relatable to all of us. I find that interesting. If you don't, great. If you do, you can find it on iHeart. But what I'm saying is I like those stories. You turn on the Olympics, you learn things about people. I do watch sports through a different lens. It's not as simple as a winner. No, or no, loss no, to me. no. And 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 I look at sports differently because I just think ultimately that's what it's all about is winning and losing. And there are great stories, and I've covered so many of them and seen so many great moments in sports. So I, we just look at things differently. Yeah, you're, at which, a di- you're at a different place by than the way, I am. Yeah, I am, and, and right, I have the I have three kids at home. I don't have any kids. You've got the rest of the night to do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. That is a very different experience we're having. How boring would the show be if yeah, it weren't that way, by the way? All right. See you next time. All right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.